The Fort Payne football team has busted its tail to get to tonight. A region showdown against the Oxford Yellow Jackets and a battle for playoff pole position. We will discuss the potential scenarios in just a moment. But regardless of those playoff implications, you're also battling one of the biggest and baddest programs in 6A in the state of Alabama. There's no doubt this team is ready for tonight. They have steadily improved in all facets of the game throughout this season, and they're going to need all of that tonight here in Oxford. It's a big road test, and this team is hungry. On the line tonight, the bottom line is Arab, Fort Payne, and Oxford are all four and one. So they're battling for first, second, and third. Southside is three and three. Therein is the four seed. Springville, Scottsboro, and Pell City are out. They're, they will not be in playoffs this year. So here's what you have. If Arab wins against Springville, they host Springville tonight. If Arab wins against Springville, they uh, – and and Fort Payne wins tonight against Oxford, then it's going to be Arab, Fort Payne, Oxford. If Arab wins and Oxford wins, Oxford will have the tiebreaker over Arab. They will win the region. Arab will be the two seed, and Fort Payne will travel first round of the playoffs in two weeks. If Springville defeats Arab, then this game tonight is for the region championship. So we're going to keep a strong eye on the Springville-Arab game because that's going to determine what happens here tonight. Either way, either three, Oxford, Fort Payne, and Arab are all open for either of those three. And it's just going to have to see how we play out tonight. Uh, they'll line up and play against um, Class 6A Region 6. Right now, the first two seeds are already determined. That's going to be Mountain Brook and Briarwood. So if Fort Payne were to be the three seed after all the games are over tonight, Fort Payne would travel to Briarwood in two weeks for the first round of the 6A playoffs. The three and four seed are to be determined right now. It looks as though it's going to be Homewood and Chelsea with Shades Valley out, but Shades Valley is not completely out of playoff contention. Those are a lot of scenarios, and that's really difficult to talk about on TV. But either way, we've got a big game tonight. It's going to be a fun game tonight. The weather is beautiful. The sky, the sun is just Set over the horizon, you can still see a little bit of orange with blue tint. And uh, Oxford is honoring its seniors right now. And we are ready to go. I'll be joined in a little bit by Brett Haas tonight. Dallas is off. And we're excited. Fort Payne is starting to uh, – Fort Payne fans are entering the stadium. We're on the home side tonight, so we're on the Oxford side. Beautiful big press box here. And we are ready to roll. We've got an interview with Coach Elmore, uh, a considerably long interview. So we're going to take a two-minute break and come back and talk about that interview. We'll set that interview up. Two-minute break. This is for Payne Wildcat Football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock, and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. 
Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the 14 Wildcats. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, we got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. As I mentioned before the break, we spoke with Coach Elmore earlier this week, and here's what he had to say. Sitting down with Fort Payne head football coach Chris Elmore, and first going to discuss last week's win against Pell City. Um, coach, it looked like a, a lot of completeness there. Seems like the team is really starting to gel at the right time. Uh, some mistakes, but overall a really solid win, decisive win. Other than a little bit of closeness in the first quarter, you guys pretty much dominated both sides of the ball uh, throughout the rest of the game. So your thoughts after looking at film and talking to coaches and everything? Yeah, um, they they had us concerned. I mean, they had you know number two board was a great player and uh, had some had some defensive guys that we were concerned about. And uh, I think what it came down to was they have just had so many injuries. They are playing so many guys both ways that as the game wore on. Uh, whether it's week eight or not, they got tired. And when and when, when Borden got tired, because he's playing every snap on defense and every snap on offense, he wasn't nearly as elusive as he was early in the game. And uh, I thought Coach Prater and Coach Varndor made a nice adjustment at halftime of going to a three-man front and kind of making them, uh, you know, beat them uh, in, in the air, dropping eight guys. And so uh, that, that gave him some fits. But, you know, really when you go back and watch the film, um, some of the things we were doing in the first half that maybe weren't as successful were really successful in the second half just because I think they got tired and maybe a little frustrated. And then I didn't realize during the game, he's, you know, some people may notice this stuff, but it's hard to notice it when you're in the middle of the game. I think they had, he said they had five or six guys get hurt during the game uh, and go out. And obviously that affected them as well. And uh, so they weren't uh, near, nearly as uh, potent of a team in the second half as they were the first half. Um, but nevertheless, I, I thought our players did what they were supposed to do. I, I thought we were a little, a little sluggish in the first half on defense, but um, you know, coming out in the second half and, and scoring immediately to go up 23, we, we were able to dominate the rest of the half. And uh, uh, like you said, the only thing that I was frustrated with at all is we had three big holding penalties that, that negated some long runs. Um, and I think you, and you, yeah, you, you mentioned that, and then we turned it over down on the two. And, 
And, you know, I think going into the game, we were like 19 of 19 in the red zone, and so that was one we missed. Yeah. And then we missed the field goal letters. We missed, we had nine red zone opportunities, which is, which is great, uh, considering we had 19 coming into the game. We had nine in one game, but unfortunately we missed out on two scores um, there in the red zone. And that is, uh, like I said, uncharacteristic of us because we, we try to take a lot of pride in, in, in uh, you know, ball security down there close to the goal line. And, and obviously Alex was very disappointed he missed that, that shorter field goal because that's uh, uncharacteristic of him as well. But, uh, you know, other than those penalties and, and those two missed opportunity scoring, um, I thought we played, you know, probably as well as we could play offensively. And, and Caden had a big night uh, and just saw things well, made some good mm -hmm. cuts um, at the right times. And, and uh, you know, uh, he's still learning every day like everybody else. And I think the more he plays, the, you know, the better we get. Yeah, it looked like, uh, and it seems like it's, progress to this. I don't know that we actually started the season this way, but you've got legitimate weapons in virtually every position. There's not a real weak point in your skill set on the offensive side of the ball, real defensive for that matter, but a lot of a lot of weapons out there on the offense. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously if you watch us play, I think the two guys that will probably grab everybody's attention besides our running back, uh, running backs, Dubos and Akins, is, is uh, Sawyer and, and Marcus Ledford just because of their size and their strength. So I think they get everybody's attention. And then what's been great for us is Connor and Ricky have made enough plays that you've got to respect them too. And, uh, you know, they're not going to get probably the attention Sawyer and Marcus are because of, uh, they're not quite as big as they are, but they have made the plays when they need to make the plays, whether it be catching a, uh, just a hit, simple hitch or whether it be catching a fade or, or Ricky caught the big corner post over them on a play action. So, uh, like you said, I think the, the key to that is going back to what we always talk about is, uh, if you can, use all 11 players on the team uh, and specifically use all uh, five skill positions now the, the other team's got to defend them all and I think that's been that's always the goal and uh, I think probably this year even more so than last year we are uh, more balanced in that area where where you, you've got to account for every skill player on the field and uh, uh, we need that to continue to happen and, and uh, because again if they can focus solely on Marcus or focus solely on Sawyer or focus solely on uh, Dubos or Aikens, then it's a different situation, and we need those guys to continue to make plays. Yeah, and it seems like, um, particularly recently, and I don't know, I think I looked at the stat sheet, and it, it seemed to catch my attention. Jake's not going down much in the backfield as a, as a quarterback, and so that offensive line's really doing a good job of protecting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when the last time he was sacked. It's been a, it's been several games, and the offensive line asked me that on uh, Monday, and I said, "Well, we can't talk about that. You think that's bad luck to talk about it." So um, that's what I didn't say anything about 19 yeah, for 19 on yeah, the radio. Yeah. You know, still, it's still, it still worked. The ball. Yeah, you, you thought about it was the problem. Um, but I, part of it is I think we're doing a good job of, of um, you know calling plays and running plays that gets the ball out of his hand quick. Yeah, um, and he's doing a good job of making a. Uh, quick read, whether it be his first or second option, and not holding on to the football. And I think that's the uh, the key. And he's made several good plays uh, in the last three or four weeks that are, you know, an incompletion is not always a bad thing. And like right. other night, we we called a uh, we caught, tried to we tried to fake the bubble and throw the deep ball, and it wasn't there. But he did what I've asked him to do, which is just throw it over his head out of bounds, and we play the next down. And um, if he holds on to that ball or he tries to make something else happen, then that's when the sacks come into play. And he's done a good job of. Uh, of, of going through his uh, initial reads and either throwing it to the first option or the second option. And if those aren't there, he usually gets rid of the ball and, 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 we, and we move on. And that's so it's a credit to the offensive line, but it's also a credit to him yeah. uh, because, uh, you know, if he holds the ball too long, I don't care how good your offensive line is, you're going to take some sacks. And he's done a good job of, uh, of not doing that and, and something we'll have to continue to do uh, as we move forward. Yeah.
All right, let's turn our attention to uh, this week's game against Oxford. Really big game, a lot going on, and you just mentioned a few different scenarios where we actually could be one, two, or three. So without going into all of that, still a big game regardless, and, uh, and, and consider it a must-win, especially positioning for the playoffs. What are you thinking? What does it look like? How are they looking? And things like that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's it's not a you know got to have a game, but it's as close to me as a playoff game as you're going to find because. You know, winning it makes a big difference uh, in, in our seed and, and where we go and who we play. And, yeah. and so uh, if we don't win it, I'm by no means am I saying that we, we can't win in the playoffs, but it but it's a lot uh, it's a lot better draw for us if we win the game. Right. Um, and so we we kind of approach it that way as this is a game we need to win and it's a game that could uh, set us up in a much better uh, playoff scenario and, and uh, we've approached it that way. and. Uh, you know, I think our kids are excited about it. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Oxford has had a really good program the last uh, several years. They've had a good program forever, but they've had a really good team the last two or three years and won a state championship a couple of years ago and um, <clears throat> was very close to winning one last year. But, um, uh, you know, they've lost several of those players. Several of them graduated. They had several moved during the offseason, and it's not the same team. Uh, now, does that mean they're, they're not a good team? No, they, they are a good team. And, and when they lost some games earlier, uh, two things happened. They, they lost a couple early against. They lost to Thompson, who everybody's lost to, and they lost to Pleasant Grove, um, who they I think they got that game back off of forfeit. I think Pleasant Grove had a forfeit because of an ineligible player. But regardless, they lost to Pleasant Grove, and Pleasant Grove's probably the best 5A team in the state. So uh, you can't really pay attention to those two losses. Uh, and then they lost to, to Southside and Gadsden City. So, you know, obviously Gadsden City's got a good team. We know that. And um, and then Southside, I think, just caught them on a good night there. Their backup quarterback was playing. Uh, one of their best defensive players was out, um, and they, they made some mistakes that you can't make in a game, and Southside capitalized on it one. So uh, we know they're, they're a much better team than they were earlier in the year, uh, and we're going to have to play you know, very well to win the game. But we also uh, believe in our kids and, and think that if they'll go down there and play their best, we're going to have an opportunity. And uh, uh, So we're looking forward to it, and it's, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, it's a challenge that I think everybody on the team is looking forward to. And uh, hopefully it'll be a really, really fun game to watch, and uh, I think it'll be a – uh, a playoff type game because I think both teams uh, it's important for both teams to win and, and uh, so I'm sure both teams are going to um, you know do whatever they can to try to figure out a way to win this game. Yeah. Do you change anything to your approach for this week or a week like this or do you work extra hard to keep things as normal as possible or even more so on a week like this? What's your what's your mindset with the team and interacting with them and motivating them and things like that? I don't think we do anything really a lot different. I mean, we keep our general routine. I think the, the thing we've said from, from even Friday night after the Pell City game is, is, is here's your opportunity. I mean, you you know probably didn't didn't think you'd have an opportunity like this six weeks yeah. ago, and, and now you do, and you've got an opportunity to go win a big game on the road against a quality program and uh, uh, and host a playoff game. And uh, and that's uh, and that's something that's always something that I think it's everybody's um, – one of their goals going into the season, and you know, half the teams in the state make the playoffs, uh, and half of those teams get to host a first-round game. So to be in the top, uh, you know, 25% of the teams in the state of Alabama is a is a is an accomplishment, and 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 to have that opportunity when six weeks ago didn't know if we could even make the playoffs uh, is a, is a credit. So I think the, the 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 message all week has been, you know, make the most of your opportunity. Don't don't show up Friday night. Uh, and regret that you didn't practice hard enough or you didn't watch film enough or you know, I, I didn't take this game serious enough. Uh, you know, prepare uh, like it's the most important game of the year because right now it is the most important game of the year. And uh, that's been the message the whole week. And so far they have uh, embraced that. And, uh, and I've, you know, I see guys, you know, you know, 
encouraging and also you know kind of getting on to each other when they see mistakes and hey man we got to we got to do better than that we've got to uh, this is a big week you can't make that mistake and I think that's been uh, the mindset is is we don't have to go play superhuman uh, what we've got to do is go play good football we've got to go line up correctly we've got to we've got to tackle we've got to be in the right gap we've got to block the right person we've got to catch snaps we've got to hand the ball off we've got to catch passes uh, and just do the fundamental things that that make you a good football team um, and things that you can control. And that's been kind of the message even the entire year is uh, quit worrying about what the other team uh, is doing or how good they are, how big they are, uh, and do what you can control. And, and that's been the message all week is uh, if, we're, if we're the best us we can be, uh, then we think we're going to have a good chance to win the football game. Yeah. Coach, good luck. Thank you. So there were Coach Elmore's thoughts this week about last week's game and tonight's game against Oxford. We're going to take a 30-second break and come back and talk about starting lineups and set this game up. That's a 30-second break. This is for Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back. I'm joined in the booth now by former Fort Payne High quarterback, Britt Haas. Britt, welcome. Good to have, good to have you with us. Uh, let me go through the starting lineups for tonight's game. Uh, before I do that, let me mention this. Um, and most of you may or may not know this, but Oxford has, has been a little bit down this year. They've got a new coach. Their coach from last year, Keith Etheridge, took the head coaching job at Auburn High School. And in that transition, uh, several of the Oxford Yellow Jackets transferred out of this school, so including a four-star quarterback and his entire family, which also played. In total, 11 players off the new coach, Sam Adams, and that's not a brewery in Boston. That's a new head coach from Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa. Uh, came over here with a bit of a challenge just at the onset by losing 11 players. Several went to Thompson High School in Alabaster, and several went to Auburn with Coach Etheridge. So that made them a little bit down, but they're still competitive nonetheless, and it's still Oxford. There's still a big O in the middle of the field, and so it's been a challenge for them. So there's going to be some interesting starting lineup changes for tonight uh, from Oxford. First of all, at quarterback, number four, a junior, Samuel Robertson. At running back, number five, a 10th grader, Jaden Thomas. At wide receiver, number 31, a 10th grader, Mikey Tippetts. At wide receiver, number two, a 9th grader, a freshman, Eli Bozeman. Another wide receiver, number 10, a senior, Miguel Mitchell. A wide receiver, number 13, a junior, Amari Carroll. At wide receiver, number 16, a 10th grader, Judd Sire. At tight end, number 33, another 9th grader, another freshman in this starting lineup, James Tapley. At left guard, number 74, a senior, Robert Pilkington. At left guard, number 60, a freshman, Rashad Cunningham. At center, number 50, a senior, Tate Gregory. At right guard, a senior, number 67, Cole Painter. And at right tackle, a sophomore, number 54, Jackson Bunn. On defense for the Yellow Jackets, at Jack Linebacker, number seven, Shanad Whitfield, a senior. At linebacker, number six, a senior, Jordan Dobbins. At linebacker, number eight, a junior, Michael Battle. At linebacker, number nine, a senior, Nick Merriweather. 
At free safety, number 10, a senior, Miguel Mitchell, also starting in offense. At corner, number 13, a junior, Amari Carroll, also on offense. At corner, number 18, a freshman, Jaden Dobbins. At safety, number 19, a junior, Davian Larkins. At defensive end, number 20, a senior, Isaiah Wilson. At defensive end, number 24, Josiah Kimbrough. He's a junior. At rover, number 26, a junior, Hunter Poles. At defensive end, number 51, listen to this, an eighth grader, Keenan Britt. At nose guard, number 52, a freshman, Caleb Tyner. So in the Oxford starting 22, you've got three, four, five freshmen and an eighth grader. So they're a young, young football team. Now the starting lineups for your Fort Payne Wildcats. At quarterback, number seven, a junior, Jake Barnes. Starting tonight at tailback, a sophomore, number two, Caden Dubos. At tight end, a senior, number 88, Sawyer Burt. At wide receiver, number 35, a junior, Marcus Ledford. At wide receiver, a senior, number three, Ricky Adame. At wide receiver, a senior, number six, Connor Cash. At left tackle, a senior, number 58, Bronson Laney. At left guard, a senior, number 76, Bain Barentine. At center, a senior, number 79, Eli Frazier. At right guard, a junior, number 75, Colton Shankles. And at right tackle, a junior, number 57, Andrew Barclay. Starting defensive lineup for Fort Payne. At defensive end, a senior, number 94, Heisman Brown. At defensive tackle, a senior, number one, Daryl Prater. At defensive line, a sophomore, number 77, Hayden Presley. At defensive end, a senior, number 84, Skylar Hillier. At linebacker, a senior, number 28, Will Green. At linebacker, a senior, number 47, Devin Wells. At linebacker, a sophomore, number 24, Allen, excuse me, Bennett Blanks. At linebacker, a junior, number 11, Alex Akins. At cornerback, a senior, number 21, Seth Williams. At cornerback, a junior, number 29, Hayden Harrell. And at free safety, a junior, number 10, Kobe King. So there are your starting lineups. Much more junior and senior on Fort Payne starting a lot of lineups. And like we mentioned, there's an actually an eighth grader in Oxford starting line. It's really tough to lose 11 players to transfer and still maintain competitiveness and to just hold the team together. And now they have a chance, as Oxford has, to compete for a region championship. Uh, pretty good job by Coach Adams in his first year at Oxford. Yeah, you take it. You take some of your better players and they leave and, and you get morale issues and, and people wondering if they want to be a part of the team. But uh, he's held them together. And don't let either one of these teams fool you because Fort Payne start, starts out. Gaston City, Athens, those two teams. Uh, uh, and then and the same here with Oxford. Oxford starts out with Thompson, arguably one of the best teams and could be in the nation. Yeah. So, uh, uh these records don't let them fool you. Both teams really good. Yep. So the captain's going to the center of the field for the coin toss for Fort Payne. Number 21, Seth Williams. Number 28, Will Green. Number 79, I believe that's Eli Frazier. I think he's in there. Yep. And number six, Connor Cash. For Oxford, their captains. Number 10, Miguel Mitchell. Number seven. Let me find him. Hang on just a second. Number seven, that's Shanad Whitfield. Number six is Jordan Dobbins. And number 74 is Robert Pilkington. So coin toss is occurring right now. Introductions of the captains. As you mentioned, Britt, uh, Oxford opened the season, which Coach Adams didn't even make this schedule, but he opens the season with uh, Fort Payne wins the toss. They defer. Oxford 
likely receive. Okay, so Fort Payne is going to defend the scoreboard end zone. If those of you who are familiar with Oxford, it's going to be the north end zone, and Oxford will defend the um, the uh, locker room end zone to our left. So we're on the home side tonight. Uh, our back is to uh, Highway Four or Highway Twenty One. And everybody's leaving the field, both teams leaving the field. So, as you mentioned, uh, Oxford started the season against Thompson, who plays Hoover tonight. That's a 1-2 matchup in 7A football. You know who they play next week? Central Phoenix City. Wow. Another 7A powerhouse that has just dominated the South in 7A. So, if you just want to go straight off of records and compare schedules and compare games, Thompson and Central Phoenix City are likely to meet in the 7A finals. And Oxford began the season with one and ends the season next week with the other. So they've got a challenge just holding things together and being competitive. You know, and Gasson City in between those <laughs> also. So you've – Yep. Uh, they've seen the competition. Uh, yep. Yeah, and they did have – yes, if you're right. it, And if you can stay healthy, it's a good thing. It's, yep. a, it's a really good thing if you yep. stay healthy against those type, type of teams. Yep. Fort Payne enters the field. They've got their gold pants with black and white stripes. They've got their white jerseys with black letters. Their traditional black helmets with the gold FP and the gold and white stripes on the top. Oxford is going to be also in gold pants, but instead of the white stripe in between the two black stripes, they just have the gold. They've got a, a black jerseys with white lettering and gold and white stripes on the top. And their traditional black helmets with the O on the side and the stripe across the top. Band is on the field. Cheerleaders are on the field. Fort Payne is on the field. And Oxford is about to enter the field. So as we're setting things up, we had mentioned earlier, probably have to mention this a couple of times, there's four different scenarios that can play out tonight. Um, if Arab wins... If Arab wins tonight against Springville, Fort Payne can do no better than two. All right? If Oxford wins, then Oxford's going to be the one seed. I believe that's right. So if Oxford wins tonight, uh, they hold the tiebreaker against Arab. So they're going to be the one seed. That's going to be – so if Oxford wins, I believe that's right. There's four different scenarios. We're just going to have to yeah, play them out yeah. as we go forward. So the band's finishing their uh, pregame introductions, pregame's playing. Oxford's got their team ready. Band's leaving the field. Fort Payne's getting ready. Alex McPherson will kick off. They're going to kick off from our right to our left. You know, Oxford's, Oxford's home uniforms look almost identical to Fort Payne, so I'm going to have to keep that in mind. And if you're watching from home, <laughs> you better keep in mind we are in white because it, it looks like Fort Payne versus Fort Payne from yeah. up here in the press box. Yeah, it does. With very, very similar uniforms. Oxford's going to send back number 10. Deep, number 13, that's Samari Carroll. 10 is Miguel Mitchell. And 16, that's Miguel. Amari Carroll is the middle of the field, deep. He's going to have Amari Carroll to his right and Judd Sire to his left. Of course, Alex McPherson kicking off for Fort Payne. Uh, Oxford has a the artificial turf that most a lot of bigger schools are going to. Really looks good. Um, and we're ready. Beautiful Oxford High School to our right in the background. Beautiful weather, cool, probably 60 degrees right now. Maybe a little, little bit warmer than that, but it's going to drop down into the 50s before the game is over. So here we go. We're ready to kick off. Kind of has a little bit of a playoff feel to this game. And here we go. McPherson approaches the ball. 
There's the kick. It is deep, and I don't think it is playable. Out of the back of the end zone, Oxford will start at the 20-yard line. Samuel Robertson, a junior, starts at quarterback for them. As we mentioned before, they've got a lot of young players. And when you watch uh, the film, I watched a little bit of them against Pell City. Pell City actually played close with them, similar to how they played Fort Payne, for about a half. And so Oxford has had struggles, which you would expect with as many, uh, with, uh, with an eighth grader in the lineup and as many freshmen and sophomores they also have in the starting lineup. So Jaden Thomas is the running back to Robertson's left. We've got twins receivers on the top side, twins receivers on the bottom side. Here we go. First and ten, Oxford. Man in motion to the top side of the field. It's a toss, a little speed sweep to number 10, Miguel Mitchell. He's got the corner. He's going to pick up eight. He probably picked up a – he's close to a first down. Nice pickup on first down for Oxford. It will be 10 yards. He just broke the 30-yard line for a first down. And we'll see how the Fort Payne defense responds to this talented Oxford football team. First and 10 at their own 31-yard line. Robertson calls for the snap, hands off up the middle. Not a lot of running room, maybe two yards. It'll be second and eight. Devin Wells, Hayden Harrell, Heisman Brown in on the tackle. Nice gang tackling there. You're hoping really that Fort Payne's experience, junior and senior laden defense, can play a big advantage to stopping Oxford tonight. Actually, gain of... Now that's two yards, three yards, second and seven. Robertson shotgun formation. We've got trips receivers to this near side. Fakes the snap, fakes the handoff, rolls right, throws across the middle, and incomplete. Nice coverage by Hayden Harrell there. Fans wanted a little bit of a interference. He may have gotten there early, but I think that's too close to call. Probably a good call. Third and seven for Oxford. Borderline uncashable. He throws it at his feet, and uh, Harrell with really good coverage. He looked to be tripped, but he, he was trying to go down for the ball. So, Fort Payne, good defense by yep. Hayden. Yep. Third and seven. Let's see if Fort Payne can get off the field on this third down. 10-59 left in the first quarter. No score. Oxford's going to have trips receivers to this near side, and Robertson's rolling right. And he's going to run, tuck and run the ball. He's going to pick up the Oxford first down down to the 45-yard line. That almost had a feel like it was a called run, but it looked like he, we had four paint had it covered up, and he just took off running. Yeah, you can already tell he's he's got good feet and can run the ball. He's going to play action, and it gives him that opportunity. It's nearly a you know just just this quick decision there whether run or pass. But yeah. when you got feet like that, you can run all day. Yep. Oxford comes out into trips receivers to the top side. They've got a tight end on this near side. Man in motion to this near side. Comes to an H back position. Going to hand off up the middle. Daryl Prater. Clogging that hole and holding on to that foot for about a three-yard gain. Got some help from his linebackers on that. That's Jaden Thomas on the run for Oxford. Really like to see Fort Payne get off the field on the third and long. 10-15 left. Clock is running in the first quarter. No score. You know, you'd expect to see a lot of play action with the quarterback with that kind of speed, and you've yeah. got to show you can run inside. Robertson drops back, throws a swing pass to the flats, to the outside, to the running back. He gets about five yards. It's going to be third and short. He does have a – he's got a real tight spiral on his on his throws. Robertson looks pretty good and pretty comfortable in the pocket right now. Oxford is in Fort Payne territory at the Fort Payne 46-yard line. It's third down and two. Let's see what 
the defense dials up here. Still shotgun. Got twins receivers to this bottom side. Single receiver top side with a tight end. Now the H-back goes in motion to the top side and sits there. Going to hand off up the middle. Fort Payne stuffs it. They're going to bring him down for a no gain. It'll be fourth down and two. We'll see what Oxford decides to do here. Nice play by Devin Wells. Scraping on the outside. Daryl Prater clogging the middle. And nice tackle there. Yeah, Daryl loses his helmet, but he completely changes that play. It puts it in completely neutral and uh, running back. It delays him enough that that front end uh, can get downhill and make the tackle. Got to play by that front. So this is unusual. We got number 53, Dalton Fink. A linebacker is the punter for Oxford. He's a 10th grader. Back at the 16-yard line is Brandon Oliver. There's the snap. Fink gets the kickoff. It's a low, wobbly kick. Brandon Oliver picks it up at the 20, a fair catch, and Fort Payne will start there. Let me tell you quickly about one of our sponsors, Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing, LLC. Your Pete the Cat headquarters is the perfect place to find or create something special for Christmas this year. Amy can personalize your gifts with her laser engraver. Everything from ornaments to cutting boards and your kids, there's Melissa and Doug and Pete the Cat, located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Fort Payne comes out of the huddle. They're going to have trips receivers to this bottom side. Sawyer Bird is a tight end on the top side. Caden Dubose in at running back. He's starting tonight. Hand off to Caden, right side. Gets a little bit of running room. Picks up about four or five yards on first down. Nice pickup by that offensive line, moving that pile. Not a fairly decent-sized crowd for Fort Payne. Not near as big as a home crowd, but you would expect that traveling an hour and a half yeah, down. Yeah, a good ride. Fort Payne comes out in twins receivers at this bottom side, single receiver top side. Now Ledford in the backfield with Dubose and Barnes. Barnes takes the snap. He drops back. He's getting pressure. They're going to call that a fumble. Oxford picks it up and scores. No, they fumbled it again. Jake tried to throw it away as he was going down with a sack. And Oxford picked it up. The referee called it a fumble. There's no replay in high school ball, so that's going to stand. And early in the game, Oxford takes a 6-0 lead on a great defensive play. Jake Barnes trying to get rid of the ball, and uh, he couldn't get it out of his hands, just dropped it on the field. You know, Fort Payne's backed up, and, you know, Oxford's going to be sending them. Uh, uh, Jake's not known to, to be a, a runner. So, uh, Oxford, there's no question they're sending them on that play, and you can see them all coming. Yeah. I'm not – you know, you think he, he probably just need to take that and go to the ground, but he's trying to get rid of the ball. He wasn't trying to complete anything. Yeah. He was just trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah. eight minutes and one second left in the first quarter. Oxford takes the early 7 to nothing lead. Let's take a 30-second break. This is for Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Oxford takes the early lead on a, on a um, scoop and score against Fort Payne. 
Jake Barnes tried to throw that ball away and uh, fumbled it, and Oxford picks it up, scores a touchdown. Eight minutes, one second left. Oxford leads 7 to nothing. So Fort Payne will receive the kickoff to our right. This time it is uh, Skylar Cody and uh, can't tell who the other return guy is. Here's the kick. It's short, real high kick. Marcus Leffer's going to get it at the 23. He's going to come up the field. He gets up to the 35, maybe 36-yard line. Fort Payne have pretty decent field position to start this second drive. Well, fortunately, Fort Payne has had opportunities this year to be behind early and know what that feels like right? and still just kind of stay with it. Don't panic. It's real, real early in this game. So here we go. Fort Payne second series. Twins receivers on this bottom side. Single receiver top side with Bird as a tight end. Adame comes in motion towards this near side to give the ball to Caden Dubos. Breaks a little bit of that first tackle. Maybe gains two yards. It'll be second and eight. And again, real surprising that even on our punt return that we don't have maybe, say, a cash back deep where we can get a return. And it gets us out of that red zone a little bit, and we, it, sometimes it might back that rush off of us yeah. just a little bit. I'd yeah. like to see us return. Uh, yeah, I thought it could have made, made a few yards on the return versus the fair catch, but here, here's the snap. Aiken's in at running back now. He's going to pick up another couple of yards. It's going to be down. It's going to be third down in about six. That play is yet to be completely shut down. You know, yeah. with that, I think that's exactly what we ran. You know, they're running away from us tonight, so we can't see it quite as good. But uh, we've relied on it the last several weeks, especially starting out with Southside. Ran it four yeah. or five times in a row, but a really good play. Third and six for Payne at their own 40-yard line. See if Scott, uh, see if Oxford brings pressure this time. They're running man coverage. Now they're going to have trips to this side. They give it to. Alex Aikens on the right side. Safety comes up to try to make the tackle. He does make the hit, and it's going to be fourth down. Nice play by number 19, the free safety, David uh, Larkins. When that ball was running, he, there was nobody else there, so he came up to make the tackle and hit Aikens in the backfield. So McPherson on to punt. 18 to return. Jaden Dobbins, a ninth grader, to return for Oxford. He stands as it on his 15-yard line. There's the snap. There's the kick. High, wobbly spiral down to the 15-yard line. Dobbins receives it there, and he's tackled immediately. About a three-yard game. So Oxford will come out quickly on this their uh, second series. Their, the offense this is only their second time on the field. So Fort Payne's going to have to settle into this game. It's going to be a battle the whole time. Six minutes and nine seconds left in the first quarter. And this is where it will pay off, like you said earlier, with the Athens and the Gasser City type teams where we've, we've seen this type of talent and we've seen this type of coaching and, and, and we feel a little more at home by seeing that. Yeah. First and ten Oxford at their own 17-yard line. Robertson in shotgun formation with Thomas to his left. Takes the snap, hands the, fakes the handoff, throws down the middle of the field. He's got a receiver open, Miguel Mitchell, down to the 40-yard line. It's a first down for Oxford. Excuse me, that's Amari Carroll, number 13. Nice pickup. Just uh, That may have been an RPO uh, with as quickly as he pulled that because Thomas looked like he was expecting to receive the ball, and Robertson pulled it and threw it across the middle. Threw it across the middle, sorry. My DeKalb County came out there just a second. Oxford at their own 40-yard line. This is the design run quarterback, Devin Wells, in the backfield but can't make the tackle. There's a hit for very little gain, maybe two yards. 
Will Green, Bennett Blanks, and Alex Aikens. Skyler, uh, Skyler uh, Hillier also in on that tackle. It'll be second down. They picked up two yards, second and eight. Fort Payne continues to have good pursuit to the ball, and that's what counts defensively. That's what we saw earlier in the season. Kind of went downhill a little bit there, the third, fourth, fifth game, but they're really getting to the ball good, and that's very important to get teams like this. Yeah, yeah. Single high safety, Kobe King in the middle of the field. Robertson takes the snap, drops back. He looks to set up a screen, wide receiver screen to two. Got a little bit of running room. He's going to be close to Oxford. They give him the spot. That's a great spot. I don't think he got that far, but that's number two. Uh, Eli Bozeman, there's another freshman. Wow. A lot of freshmen on this team. First and ten, Oxford just inside Fort Payne territory. They've got trips receivers to the top side. Here comes the tight end on this near side. Motion by the H back over behind the tight end now. Robertson takes the snap, hands to Thomas up the middle. Not much running room. Nice tackle by Devin Wells. Maybe two-yard gain. Good, good tackle by Devin. Shoestring tackle. All right, defense, let's get this thing going. Four minutes, 32 seconds left in the first quarter. Four paint down early, 7-0 to Oxford. It's second down. That's actually nine yards. Oxford comes out some trips. Receivers topside. They've got that tight end on this near side. They try to get Fort Payne to jump. They almost oblige, but they don't. Robertson changing the play. Swapping out some of the receivers on the top side. Takes the snap. Hands to Thomas. He's in the backfield. He's going to go. Oh, he gets away from the tackle. Two tackles. Fort Payne's pursuing, and he breaks it free. Breaks free to the 30. 25-20. 15-10, five touchdowns. Wow. Four Payne had him in the backfield. And uh, that wasn't Thomas. That's 23. Damian, uh, Damius Wilson. There's another freshman. That's a freshman running back. Breaks two or three Fort Payne tackles. And uh, turns it loose up the middle for a 50-yard touchdown. It's now 13 to nothing. Oxford. In to attempt the extra point. And the kick is good. That's number 98. I don't have a number on him. So with three minutes, 53 seconds left in the first quarter, Fort Payne down early, 14 to nothing. We're going to take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. We're back, 3.53 left in the first quarter, four pain down big early, 14 to nothing. The good news is we've mentioned it several times already. Four pain was down uh, early to uh, several teams and has had to make comebacks. So, You know, another positive thing is we've, ha we've not been fooled yet. We've, we've looks like defensively we've known what they were running. We just haven't made the tackle. We've just yep. got to make the tackle. You can't one-arm tackle. Short kick to the right side. Adame's going to try to run across the middle of the field. Breaks it back up the middle. Gets to about the 32-yard line. Fort Payne will start its third series there. 
Offense needs to settle down. Their uh, offense is going to have to settle down to get things moving here. Nothing insurmountable, but they're down early. Let's see what the four-pain offense can dial up on this third series. Four-pain comes in a uh, two tight end, well, it's two wing backs and two splits. Dubose in pistol formation. There's a handoff to Dubose up the middle. He breaks right side. He's got running room. He's to the 45, the 50, the 45, the 40, the 35, the 30. Good run, Caden Dubose down to the Oxford 28-yard line, 30-yard line. Big pickup on first down by Caden Dubose. Just a big, big-time hole there. I was surprised yeah. he ran back to the middle he, he, like he was chasing the safety instead of running away from it, but a beautiful run. Yeah, he may have, may have picked up a few more yards yeah, if he breaks yeah, into that yeah, pylon yeah. on the corner there. Yeah, Tracy Speed, I'd have ran to the sideline, but he runs back towards the safety. Yeah, he, he may have thought this corner, yeah, he may have yeah. thought the corner was peeling back yeah, to get him. Yeah. Sometimes first you and think ten, you see Yep, first and ten, Fort Payne inside Oxford Territory. Nice pickup on first down. Dubose up the middle. Oh, man, he almost had a hole. Boy, I thought I saw a hole there that Eli Frazier was on. Only a pickup of four, which we'll take. Second down and six for Payne. So for Payne coming back strong on this third series, going about about to go under three minutes left in the first quarter. So far offensively, that's been our advantage running in, in between the tackles or just outside the tackles. It looks like we're not we're not having too much trouble blocking that front end. So hopefully yeah, that, we can that, continue to do that and open this pass up. It'd be great. It'd be great to keep doing that. Aiken's in it running back now. He takes the handoff. Now Oxford does stuff that one. That, that may have lost a yard on that. It's going to be third down and about six. Trying to give Dubos a little bit of a breather on that long run after that long run. You know, judging by the Southside game, and we saw how Southside can throw the ball, it made me think the secondary of Oxford might be a little young or a little bit weak. I thought we might attack that, but so far we've not tried anything uh, throwing. Yeah, they played a little bit. They're playing press man up on the top side right now, playing man coverage on Connor Cash on this near side. Boy, a nice little hitch. They're going to try to set up a screen. Oh, there's Sawyer Bird over the middle. And he is hit and incomplete. It's going to be fourth down. Yeah, you got single coverage over here on Connor Cash. It would be nice to see a little ISO throw over here. He's covered by one of uh, Oxford's best receivers. Four Paint going to attempt a field goal. Alex McPherson in to attempt a 43-yard field goal. Well, and two, when you see that press and you get that kind of speed with Cash, you know, the, the completion is not always the point. The point is I'll throw it deep. You get him isolated and let him run deep and get us off and, and loosen him up a little bit. They'll come yep. out of that press. Yep, that's right. All right, here's the field goal attempt. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's a low, wobbly kick. That doesn't even make – I don't know what happened on that kick, but it's no good. Two minutes and 11 seconds left in the first quarter. Fort Payne is still no score on the board. Nice pickups, but just can't – produce any points on that one. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Tracy Flores and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts, gourmet baskets, fuzzy socks, and other stocking stuffer items. Don't forget their Auburn and Alabama party wear located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Tracy's Flores and Gifts. So, momentum right now clearly in Oxford's favor, but Fort Payne able to steal a little bit of it back with that series. Now Oxford starting deep in their own territory at 20-yard line. Really like to see some maybe a turnover defensively. Uh, let's see what happens here on this third series, fourth series. Robertson takes the snap, going to run a little speed sweep. Bennett Blanks is out there. Well, that's a quick running back right there. My goodness. We're not able to get anything on him. Broke two or three tackles there on that speed sweep and picks up a first down. That's Amari Carroll. 
They're athletic. You, you can clearly see yeah, how athletic yeah. We're they are. We're in position to make that. Blanks has been – he's had two or three opportunities on this near side that's been uh, misses and arm tackles, but we're in position to make the tackle. But like you said, there's a very athletic tailback there. Yeah. So first and 10, Oxford at their own 33-yard line. Robertson takes the snap, fakes the speed sweep, hands it to Thomas up the middle. No, he pitched that. I never even saw it. Running back, running clear. There's a there's, okay. there, yeah. He ran clear. Yeah, there's going to be tackled. Back. I missed that back. entire play. I thought he handed off. He faked the handoff and ran an option play to the left side. I totally missed that. But there will be a holding on the outside on our corner that will bring that play if back. You can, I can tell you this. If you can hold the corner, that play works every time. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy when you can hold. <laughs> if I'm allowed to hold, that's a game changer. Or if you can get away with it. Yeah, that was a long run, but all for nothing. I'm going to tell you what, that's some good freshman. That's a freshman there. Eli Bozeman, ninth grader, 6'1", 170 pounds. During the play, we have holding on the offense. That's a 10-yard penalty from the spot. It remains first down. It'll be first down and 13 for Oxford. We are, we are about as far away from the field as we've ever been. And so I didn't even see the fake handoff. Totally got me on that one. 131 left in the first quarter, four pain down, 14 to nothing. Oxford's looking for the play from the sideline. Four pain's defense is going to have to step up here, get us a stop and get the offense the ball back, and let's see if we can uh, cut into this lead. Oxford's going to have to take a timeout. They can't get their signal straight, so we're going to take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. We're back. A minute and 20 seconds left in the first quarter. Coach Adams for Oxford discussing something with the officials. He wasn't happy about, I don't know if it was the holding call, but, Bridges, you saw that it was a clear takedown. And he's really belaboring that point. Unless they're arguing over the spot of it. I don't know what this discussion is about. So, they got to get this off field. Come on, guys. We got to play the game. Come on, coach. Still in the timeout now. Oxford's going to be first and 13 on this play. Seeing no score right now. Of course, it's very, very early. No score for Springville and Arab right now. If anybody sees anything different than me, then you can text me. First and 13, Oxford. Robertson in shotgun formation. Going to take the snap, handoff to Thomas. No, he fakes the handoff, throws across the middle. My goodness, nice pass. 
Complete across the middle to Miguel Mitchell. Near another first down. It'll be a yard short. That, that still looks a little bit like that RPO. Like he has the option to throw it if he wants to. Mitchell comes up limping. He's going to come off for this play. Be second and one, Oxford. We're going to go under a minute in this first quarter. All right, good defense. Here we go. Hands the ball off to Thomas. He's going to be stopped. Nope, he's not stopped. My goodness, picks up the first down. We're getting him in the backfield. We're just not bringing him to the ground. It's going to be first down Oxford at their own 44-yard line. So Oxford on the move again. Going under 40 seconds in this first quarter. 14 to nothing, Oxford. Don't like the way this one started, but we've not liked the way some of them have started. And Fort Payne's always found a way to fight back. There's the snap. Hand off to Thomas. Got him again in the backfield. Boy, he is really slippery. But De Devin Wells does bring him down for a two-yard gain. And if Oxford wants to, they can go take this to the quarter. It looks like that's what they're going to do. With 14 seconds left, clock's running. They're going to take this one to the, to the end of the quarter. It's going to be the end of the first quarter. Oxford's going to be 14. Fort Payne nothing. When it hits zero, we're going to take a one-minute timeout. That means right now. We're going to take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Bitchinch, 1889 Cafe. Start of the second quarter, Oxford leads four pain, 14 to nothing, has the ball at their own 46-yard line for a second and eight. So Fort Payne's defense needs to step up here. We've got to get a stop. Robertson takes the snap. Hands off, up the middle. About a three-yard gain for Thomas. It'll be third down and medium. So Fort Payne's got him in a third down again. Let's see if we can get a stop here, boys. Get the ball back and see if we can put some points on the board. Yeah, Oxford has looked. Yeah, Fort Payne has been in position like we mentioned before. Just got to make the plays. Changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Twins receivers top side, twins bottom side. Thomas in the backfield. Robertson drops back. He's going to throw a little slip screen down here to, to Amari Carroll. He's going to pick up a first down. Just enough for a first down. Fort Payne had great pursuit. Tackled by Devin Wells and uh, Hayden Presley. But enough for the first down. Inside Fort Payne territory at the 43-yard line. Man, feels like we're just about a step behind on each play, just enough for them to get what they need. 
And uh, Fort Payne is now first and 10 again with Oxford on their own 43-yard line. So trips receivers top side, single tie, uh, tight end to this bottom side. Robertson takes the snap, hands it on a sweep to Thomas. He's got some running room. Picks up another. He's going to pick up another first down for Oxford down to the 32-yard line. Wow, come on, defense. we got to step up here. Come on, big, big guys. Ten minutes, 51 seconds left in the half. Oxford's driving. Man. Freshman in now uh, at running back, Damius Wilson. That's the one that scored the long touchdown run earlier. He's in the backfield, but so is Thomas. They're going to have two backs in the backfield. H back in front of the guard, single receiver top side and single receiver near side. There's the snap. Give it to Wilson this side. He, Fort Payne's in the backfield. That's a hold there. Holding on, They were holding Hayden Presley. Skylar Hillier and Daryl Prater on the tackle, but that was holding. So that's going to push Oxford back 10 yards from there. Hayden Presley trying to get out of that block, and he had his – Hit his back to the running back and couldn't get turned around. So they had to call that one. So that's going to be that's going to put Oxford at first first down and 22. Looking now Arab up 7 to nothing on Springville in the first quarter. Oxford gets all their signals from the sideline. They've got twins receivers on the top side, single receiver and a tight end on this near side. Freshman Wilson in at running back. They hand the ball off to him. He breaks right side. Got a little bit of running room, trying to break tackles. Picks up about six, six yards. Flag on the play. Don't know what that was for, but Oxford sideline's clapping. Oh, me. And Wilson is down. He got hit hard. I don't know who hit him hard there, but he got banged around on that play. Let's see what the flag is. Oxford sideline clapping like it was on Fort Payne. I thought I may have saw a face mask, but that was just. That a person felt late hit. I, I, that's not a late hit, though. Well, is that targeting? Here's the call from the official. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a targeting. Oh, me. So that's going to put Oxford in first down and five, four, three, two. It keeps getting worse. So Oxford goes from a first and 22 to a first and two on this play. I didn't I didn't think that was targeting, but I didn't I see didn't it. I clearly, clearly see it, and, and I know targeting is probably 85, 90% of the time it's, it's not intentional. But uh, unfortunately, Fort Payne is, like you said, it's, it's a – Big flip of field here. Yeah. We needed that first and 22, and now it's down to a first and two. Man. Wilson gingerly coming off the field. If he got hit in the head that hard and he's that ginger, they may not let him come back in. So... Ten minutes, just about to go under 10 minutes in the half. Oxford leads 14 to nothing. They're driving inside of Fort Payne territory. All right, guys, let's step this thing up. We've got to get a stop here. We've got twins receivers top side, tied in on this near side with an H-back behind the tackle. Fakes the handoff. Robertson's going to run. Picks up the first down. He's down to the 20-yard line. It'll be first and 10, Oxford. 
in all my viewing, I don't. They do have a good running quarterback. I don't remember them running a whole bunch, but I didn't watch a lot of film either. So they've got a good game plan so far tonight, moving the ball against Four Payne's defense and keeping Four Payne's offense off the field. Really, don't need to go down three scores. Oxford in a first and ten. Robertson takes the handoff, takes the snap, gives it to Thomas on the left side. Nice hit by Kobe King and Bennett Blanks on that tackle. No gain. Well, gain of one. Be second down and long. Yeah, the first couple of possessions, Fort Payne had their number, and they looked more in place. But these last couple of possessions, it's like, I, you know, Oxford's mixing it up well, too, also and keeping them on their heels. But uh, very effective. Yeah. They're moving the ball for sure. A lot of running, a lot of pass, a little something RPO in there. Robertson takes the snap. It's going to be a reverse to Amari Carroll this side. He's trying to get to the corner. Mm. He is brought down. Nice play by Hayden Harrell over there. And there's another flag. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if he got up. He got up and did some talking, but I don't think that's worthy of a flag. Unless they call that a horse collar. All right, guys. Coach Elmore standing really close to the officials as they discuss this. On a second down play, picked up about three yards. It was a really nice play by Hayden Harrell on that to bring him down because he's really about the only guy that could make the yeah, play. He's he almost had up, the corner. Yeah, he came up with a head of steam for sure. So there's a, it's a dead ball, unsportsmanlike <laughs> yeah. contact. He got up and said something to him. Yeah. Got uh, He didn't even really get in his face, so I don't know. Yeah, he was walking away from the play yeah, talking, that, but he we could tell he was talking, and we we're a football field away. Yeah, so. but that's <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's a little they bit. Don't need, yeah, it's a little bit much, but yeah, we don't we de they don't definitely don't need any help. No, they certainly don't. So it's first and goal, Oxford, at the four paint eight yard line. See if this defense can hold right here. Need a big play, guys. Need a big play. Here we go. Big play. Hands off to Thomas. Right side. Trying to break it. Trying to bake back this way. And Fort Payne gang tackles him. There's Alex Akins. That's Skylar Hillier. Daryl Prater. Nice gang tackling. Had no room to run right side. Tried to break it back left side. And Fort Payne just swarmed. He lost a couple yards. We just need plays like that back to back. We gotta, they're making too many plays after this. You got to think that quarterback's going to look down that seam again. They've been they've been throwing RPOs with these little skinny slants to the wideouts. They've hit that a couple times. Let's see if they try to dial that up again. Fort Payne's now taking inside leverage away. He's going to throw down the middle of the field. There he is, 16's wide open. Touchdown, Oxford. Touchdown, Oxford to number 16, Judd Sire. 7:47 left. Oxford 20, Fort Payne 0. Fort Payne down big early. So they're going to have to dial up some of that good mojo from Etowah, from Alex Akins now trying to get off the field. 98, I don't have a number. I don't have a name on him. Kicks the extra point. It is good. So with 7.47 left in the half, Four pain down, 21 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Four Pain Wildcat football.
The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Seven forty-seven left in the half. Fort Payne down twenty-one to nothing. We've seen this before this year, so that leaves us with a lot of hope. But we've got to get this Fort Payne offense churning some points. We need to get some points before the half for sure. Yeah, defense on the field just too much so far. And as we said before, they're lining up you know twins top and bottom, inside receivers running that slant. They're faking to that near side, so it's holding that inside defender just long enough to free him up inside, and they're they're living living by that play. Yeah. See what Fourpain can do on this kickoff. Short kickoff to this near side. Ledford drops back, catches it at the 20. He's trying to get up the middle. He breaks the tackle. He's going to get to about the 24-yard line. Fourpain will start there. So one thing that has been proven out over this five-game winning streak is uh, Fourpain's ability to come back from these deficits. Uh, just got to chip away at it. You know, you got to believe that uh, the defensive coaches are going to start dialing in on what's going on and get these guys coached up. If we could have a long drive here, even if it ended the half and Fort Payne goes 21 to seven, you got to feel good about their chances coming back in the second half. Barnes in shotgun formation has got Dubose behind him in a pistol. Hands the ball to Dubose up the middle. He's carrying tacklers. It gets about three or four yards on first down. Love to see them churn out some just some nice solid run plays here. Try to eat up some of this clock. Give that defense a break. Second and seven, Fort Payne. This time uh, Ledford joins Dubose in the backfield. Sawyer Bird on this near side at tight end and twins receivers topside Cash and Adame. Got press coverage on Cash. Love to see him go up top there. Hands off to Dubose on a sweep left side. He's got some running room. He's to the 30. He's down to the 35, 40. He gets out of bounds at the 40-yard line, picks up a first down for Fort Payne. Nice pickup on second down by Caden Dubos. A lot of attention out there on that edge with Cash. You know, he's, he's manning up on Cash, uh, and uh, you see him run downfield 12, 14 yards, which opens up that sweep for Caden. Yeah. The flat's uh, completely open. Doesn't even have to block him. He just runs the go pattern, and that guy stays with him, which gives Caden all the corner he needs. So four paint up to their own 41-yard line, first and 10. Now we're down to six minutes, 45 seconds left in the half. The clock is running. Dubo still in the back. Yeah, Dubo still in the backfield. Now Ledford joins him. There's the snap. Gives to Dubos on sweep right side. He's trying to get the corner again. He's not going to make it this time. He's tackled in the backfield. A loss of two yards on that play. It'll be second down and 12. Akins comes in to give Dubose a rest. Barnes went over to the sideline to get the play. Six minutes, ten seconds left in the half. Fort Payne trying to respond to this 21 to nothing deficit. Oxford's played pretty solid football so far in this game. Fort Payne needs to step it up, make some plays here on offense. Here we go. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He drops back. He's looking down the middle of the field to Adame. There's going to be a flag on the play. I think he held Adame when he tried to double move there. And that's going to be a penalty against, it should be a penalty against Oxford. 
But as I've learned in this year of calling high school football, the great you never know. <laughs> it should be a flag because he was all over Adame when he tried to make that break to the post. Should give Fort Payne a first down. That'll be a, I believe they've changed the rules now where they don't give as many automatic first downs, so I'm not always sure. But if this is 15 yards, it will be a first down. And it is five. And it is only a 10-yard penalty. So that's a hold. It's going to be second down and two for Fort Payne. Still gives Fort Payne some good field position. They're near midfield now with 547 left in the half. Just trying to keep them honest back there so they don't come up and help out with that run. Aikens in at running back to Barnes's left. Takes the snap. Hands up the middle to Aikens. He's going to be short. I don't think he gained anything there. It's going to be third down and two. Nice play by Whitfield for Oxford. Be third and short here. Need to pick up this first down. It's five minutes, 30 seconds left in the half. Four paying down, three touchdowns early in this game. Gave up a sack, a, a scoop and score off of a sack, fumble on Fort Payne's first series, put them down 7 to nothing, and then a big play from midfield by a freshman running back to put them 14 to nothing, and then Oxford drove on the last one. Trying to give the ball to Ledford. Boy, he just powered forward. Nice run by Marcus Ledford. He was tackled. He was in the backfield for a three-yard loss, broke through that tackle and got a first down. Nice play by Marcus. Well, we needed that. <laughs> we needed that one. A little confusion on this side, Bert. I don't know if Bert just missed his block or if he was confused who he was blocking, but they come straight through. We look like we blocked it well, but at that age, uh, caved in really quickly. Yeah. First and 10, Fort Payne just inside Oxford territory. Barnes gives a hard count. Now they're going to check to the sideline to see what the play is going to be. Four minutes and 45 seconds left in the half. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aikens. Up the middle. Is that not a face mask? Anyway. Two-yard gain, going to be second and eight. They're leaving that end. Yeah, they're and they're coming off the end. Really they're leaving quick. the end. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder if you Free. couldn't couldn't pull that. Even if Jake's not a big runner, he could pick five yards up early, uh, quickly if that if that guy's caving that hard inside. About to go under four minutes. Fort Payne's got a second and eight. It's been the steadiest drive of the night. Barnes takes the snap. He's got single receiver coverage. To Adame, he drops it. Through his hands, it's going to be third down and eight. Had a press coverage, and Adame just ran a quick out and uh, goes through his hands. So let's see what uh, we get on a third and nine. It's third and long eight. It may be nine yards. Really needs something big here. Hopefully Coach Elmore's starting to see what's going on inside Oxford's defense. Fort Payne comes out. They're going to go trips receivers topside. Single receiver Adame on this near side. Barnes takes a snap. He's going to look at a wide receiver screen to Adame this near side. He's got some running room. He's to the 40, 35, 30. He's down to the 25-yard line. Ricky Adame, first down Fort Payne. Nice pickup on a third and eight slip screen to the wide receiver on this single receiver side. Nice pickup by Ricky Adame. Good blocking by that offensive line. Nice play call. First and 10, Fort Payne at the Oxford 25-yard line. Three minutes, 43. This series has already taken four minutes off the clock. 
Fort Payne really needs a touchdown here before they go into the half. We've got Dubos in the backfield. Gets the handoff from Barnes. He's stuffed up the middle. Nothing there. Nothing there for Caden Dubos on a first down play. Official not incredibly happy that Caden kind of slammed the ball down, but he's just frustrated by getting slammed to the ground by those linebackers. Going to go under three minutes. It's going to be second and ten for Payne. <clears throat> Clock is running, 2.52 left in the half. Ledford comes in motion, fakes the handoff. He's looking for single cover. He's got coverage on Sawyer Burt. Knocked down by the uh, safety, number 19. It's going to be third down and long. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. You can lay away for Christmas right now for you music lovers. Kipma, Alvarez, and PV Guitars, sound equipment and accessories. Check out their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean. Dan and Marie can also service your watch, change out the battery, or have it repaired. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Fort Payne has taken a lot of time off this clock, but it's not going to be much good if they don't score some points. Third down and ten. Barnes takes the snap, drops back. He's looking for a screen to Sawyer Burt on this right side. There's a flag on the play. Sawyer picks up about five yards. Oh, let's see what that flag is. Threw it kind of at the feet of Eli Frazier. I don't know if he's going to try to call that a clip. Be interesting to see the little chess match here. If Oxford takes this flag, if Fort Payne decides to go for it on fourth and five. Here's the official. Let's see what the play is. It's going to be a hold against Fort Payne. Oxford's going to take that penalty. And it's now going to be third and 25 for Fort Payne. So Oxford's going to push him back. Let's see what we can dial up. Oxford has played good secondary. They've stayed back. Playing a two-high safety and uh, just trying to take away Fort Payne's pass opportunities. Be interested to see. Would you maybe throw up something to see if you can get an interference call? Something to saw to uh, Connor Cash. 2.15 left in the half. The clock is running. Fort Payne down three touchdowns. And Fort Payne's going to take a timeout. We're going to take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. The shop's on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas, two minutes, nine seconds left in the half. Oxford Stadium, Oxford, Alabama, Fort Payne down 21 to nothing. Got a third and 25. You got to think maybe, I don't know the strategy here, if he's going to try to pick up maybe 15 and go for it on a fourth and 10. But Fort Payne's got to do something to shake some things up. 
this defense. You know, to define this Oxford defense, they're just so athletic. they got a lot of speed. They're able to make mistakes and still recover with that athletic yeah. ability, and that, that's a really hard defense to play against. You've yeah. got to out-scheme them, out-think them, uh, uh, and uh, Fort Payne's got the work cut out you for know, them. If Fort Payne could somehow eke out a touchdown in this series, they're going to get the ball back in the second half. They could get right back in this ball game. Here's the snap. They're going to give to Dubose. There's no running room. There's nothing there. Oxford defensive front is just stymieing this offensive line, and Fort Payne's going to come out. Looks like they're going to try a long field goal with Alex McPherson. You know, you hit it on the button earlier. If we could just bootleg it just a couple of times, it would keep the ends on us. The ends are, are making a living. I mean, they are killing us Crashing. on the ends. Yeah. They know to crash because they can stay inside. They don't have to worry about the outside. I don't know. You know, even if Barnes doesn't run it five yards, I would still run it uh, just to just to make them on, keep them honest. Yeah. Alex to attempt a 61-yard field goal. This will tie a state record if he can make it by his brother, Evan. Here's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's on the way. It is just off to the right. Just barely missed it. Had plenty of leg. One minute, 17 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne still down, 21 to nothing. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Not Your Mama's Deli is now open for lunch at 1130, Wednesday through Saturday. People rave about their Reuben, BLT, Philly cheese, and chicken salad sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients, live musical entertainments on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're getting this live on FPTV. So Oxford will take over with 114 left in the half, leading 21 to nothing. We'll see if they're going to try to maybe try to uh, score again before the half. They've got time to do that. They've got two timeouts left. They come out in a trips formation topside, single receiver near. Robertson's going to run a quarterback draw. Got some running room. Well, he's good. He picks up 15, 18 yards on first down out to the 40-yard line just on a little quarterback draw. He's quick. He's, good. he's a good runner. Yeah, he, he, his feet are as good as anybody they have. Yeah. He, he looks about as good of a running back as the guy from Arab. Oh, my goodness. Throws over to 50. He's got some running room to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. He stays on the sideline. He's going to run all the way for a touchdown. Nice 15, 20-yard pass to the sideline, and then we can't make a tackle. Flag down at the goal line. We'll see what happens here. I don't know if there was anything going on right at the end of the run. The touchdown's going to count, but he's going to have some kind of flag. I don't know if that's going to be unsportsmanlike. 53 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne's about to go down four touchdowns if this extra point's good. Boy, not what you wanted to see tonight with all this that was laid out before this team. Uh, going to go down 28 to nothing to Oxford on the road at half. Well, so tune in tonight at 10, a, at 10 p.m. after the game for the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report. Your hosts, Chris and Gina Durr, will talk about scores, analysis. I'll, I'll have a phone call to talk about this game at 1045, and Reese Colburn will join them tonight. That's the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report, WZOB, after the game, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock tonight. Still haven't seen what the call is. It's, it, I think it's going to be on Oxford. It's a dead ball. After the play, we have an unsportsmanlike foul on the defense. 
on the defense. Unsportsmanlike call on Fort Payne. Imagine that. So here's the extra point attempt. I don't know if he said something. Somebody said something to the official. I didn't see anything that happened down there. Number 98 on to attempt the extra point for Oxford. High snap. There's the kick, and it is good. With 53 seconds left in the half, Fort Payne down 28 to nothing to Oxford. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. We are back. Man, there's not much to talk about when you're down 28 to nothing, is there, Britt? Well, you know, we still got to keep our heads up. We've got to figure out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. But this is a very athletic team. Defensively, we can play better. Uh, just a lot of missed tackles. Uh, yeah. It's hurt us, you know. And, and, these, and these, uh, these, these penalties are not good either. We've got to clean that up. Yeah. Poor Payne assessed a uh, unsportsmanlike foul right after the touchdown. So Oxford's going to kick off from the 45-yard line. Adame and uh, Skylar Cody back to receive the kick. Uh, Connor Cash a little bit short, just in case it's kicked short. Well, he's kicked short all night, so I would imagine he's going to do the same thing. Uh, Arab up 14 to nothing on Springville in the second quarter. Kick just a little squib kick to the sideline, picked up by Braden Wooten on the sideline and runs out of bounds about the 22-yard line. I think, man, I don't know what you're thinking right here, but I would imagine Coach Elmore's thinking we got to try to get something on the board, even if there's 50 seconds left. If we can get this thing back down to a three-score game, get the ball back in the second half. So I would imagine Fort Payne might try to use this as a two-minute offensive drill to try to get something going. Oxford's defense does not look like they've got an eighth grader and two ninth graders on it right now. Four Payne comes out and trips receivers to this near side. Caden Dubose and Pistol behind Barnes. They give the ball to Dubose. He's trying to look for running room. There's not much there. We've got we, we just got we've got too many people missing blocks, and then we've got too many people standing and watching. Caden's getting hit by four or five guys. Yeah. We, we some somehow, you know, we, we've got to step up. Yeah. So I think Four Payne's just going to have to run this clock out. They have to run. They'll have to run one more play. Well. Yeah, they'll have to run one more play. Let's see what they dial up here. Oxford's defense has just been pursuing like crazy tonight. Second and ten. Clock about to run out in the half. They're going to give the Dubose up the middle. He breaks it back to this right side. And that will be the end of the half. Four, three, two, one. So, there's the end of the half at Oxford Stadium, Oxford, Alabama. Fort Payne down 28 to nothing to the Yellow Jackets on the road. We're going to take a two-minute break. When we come back, Fort Payne's band will be up first, so we're going to listen to those guys. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. 
Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart doing uh, a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably six, seven o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it, but we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210.
owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and look, check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. So I'm standing here with Caden Dubos, Offensive Player of the Week. Caden, uh, I don't know that I saw you run any better, even before you were injured. Uh, how did you feel Friday night? Uh, you know, I felt good. Uh, offensive linemen were making a hole for me. I was just hitting them as complicated as I could. Yeah. Um, looked smooth. You, you had that little shift, kind of a, a jump step almost like had a little Barry Sanders feel to it. I don't know if you remember who Barry Sanders is. You're probably <laughs> yes, too young. <laughs> 
But uh, making guys miss, getting in the holes, obviously you had a lot of help from your offensive line. Um, is there any particular mindset you have with the ball in your hand, um, a thought process, or what are you looking for? Is there anything in particular that you think about when you're running? Uh, you know, just doing my best and getting as many yards as I can and just pushing, getting the ball farther, yeah. as far as as I can. Yeah. Um, you feel like, what do you run to 40 in? Uh, four or five. Four or five, okay. And you're a sophomore, so... Uh, how did it feel uh, running up and down the, in the field on Pell City the other night? Uh, it felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> did you know you had, did you feel like you had over 200 or did you, uh, no, did you tell? No. You can't tell? Okay. Uh, how's the knee holding up? Does it feel uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's feeling better. Is it 100% yeah. or is it yeah, really close 100%. to it? Okay. So ready for the last stretch of the season. Yes, what, do you, what are your thoughts about um, the game Friday night? Is there nerves? Are you excited? Uh, no, it... I'm just ready to go to work. Yeah. Yep, y'all feel like you got a good chance to win. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. We're okay. confident in our team. Good. All right, well, that's Caden Dubose, Offensive Player of the Week, North Alabama Trophies. And a big game Friday night against Oxford. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, talking with North Alabama Trophies, Defensive Player of the Week, Skylar Hillier. So, Skylar, um, we've talked a lot. And, and really, um, you know, everybody talked about Daryl at the beginning of the season mm -hmm. and a lot of the other guys on defense. But I've noticed in calling the games this year, and you're, you're in the backfield a lot. What do you attribute kind of that to? Because you are undersized for most people that play a defensive end position in 6A yes. ball. What do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, with my size and everything, I think my speed, you know. Yeah. I mean. Shedding blocks quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Getting by guys, I mean, don't have a whole lot of weight or strength to help me out. So I got to do, <laughs> do what I can. You got to be quick. <laughs> Is that true, Alex? You think he's quick? Oh, yeah. You know, being Scholar, uh, skinniest probably D lineman we have, you know, he's got to be fast to get around those guys and be able to set blocks. So. Uh, yeah, you, you sat, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't count how many times I called your name out. So you have a swim, are you a swim guy? Are you a rip guy? Are you a, what's your favorite move? Probably a rip guy. Yeah. I guess. Not much of a swimmer. <laughs> you ever knocked anybody out in the game? Like no. cold cocked them? No. no. You Working hit, on that. This okay. You're hit, you hitting them pretty hard. So, <laughs> um, thoughts about Oxford? Are you are you guys excited? Are you a little nervous? You feel confident? What, what's the what's the level mindset of the team right now? We're pumped. Not oh. nervous at all. We're ready to just go down there and get it done. All right. We got Alex McPherson here too. He's a uh, All American kicker and signing with Auburn, which is great because I went to Auburn. Oh, yeah. um, Alex, how are you feeling right now? About Oxford? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the team's ready for sure. We're, we're like, most confident we have been all year going into this game. And, you know, we're not going to be too overconfident so that we uh, go down there. And we don't think it's an easy win. We know they're going to be good. But we know that we have what it takes to win the yep. game. And yep, so. absolutely. How's the leg feeling? Are you, are you healthy? Any no tweaks or strains no, or anything no, like that? You're good, great. To go. You're good to go. We're great. The all right. Ready. Well, uh, that's going to be Friday night, 7 o'clock, down at Oxford. Fort Payne taking on Oxford for that two seed in Region 7 6A. Guys, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Sitting down with Fort Payne head football coach Chris Elmore and first going to discuss last week's win against. Okay, there were some of our player interviews from this week. Um, we're going to take a two-minute break. They're doing some honoring here for the uh, Oxford senior band members. We're going to have a little bit more analysis with Britton. I'll talk about the first half and maybe what Fort Payne can do in the second half, and we'll have a coach Elmore interview as well. So let's take a two-minute break. This is for Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. 
and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. As I mentioned before the break, Oxford's band is honoring some of their seniors there. Uh, Fort Payne down 28 to nothing in the first half. Just uh, got Oxford to punt. And on that first series, Jake Barnes on a third down a stunt by a linebacker, hits him in the back. He's trying to throw the ball away. He ends up being a fumble. Oxford returns, and it's 7 to nothing real quick and then a long run by that freshman running back Wilson and uh, four pains down quickly 14 to nothing and then it just seemed like uh, everything was a chore any kind of yardage was hard work four pain broke Dubos broke one uh, had an opportunity but then four pain had a penalty that, uh, that cost him on that series and uh, Alex McPherson missed field goal four pain still uh, with a big zero on the board so I'm not sure exactly uh, what the conversation is going to be like. Fort Payne is starting to exit their uh, halftime area, so we'll be speaking with Coach Elmore shortly. But um, I don't know. It seems like not much. There's been a few plays that are breaking, but everything Oxford's doing is working, and Fort Payne is kind of hitting some things here or there, but not enough to get a touchdown out of it. And so – as a result, Fort Payne's down four scores. Yeah, for, uh, Oxford just kind of set the tempo with that defense, and it was unfortunate. You know, uh, Barnes is six inches from being, a, you know, an incomplete pass, and it turns into a fumble. It's a big score, and you hit it on the button, Brian. When you when you get down 14 to nothing, not only do you have the pressure of being down 14 to nothing, you have the pressure of trying to be perfect with every play, and all of a sudden everything ha seems to need to be perfect. Yeah. And, and and Oxford, with each play that's going on during this game, has only gotten better. Yeah, it, and their skill guys, look uh, at least tonight, look every bit as good as Pell City's did in that little series in the first and second quarter. Yeah. Last week, uh, Oxford has looked that good. They've got freshman wide receivers making plays, breaking tackles on the sideline. 
I see Steve getting closer to Coach Elmore. Hopefully we'll be able to speak to him. Yeah, I think they're meeting up. It's so far away I can't hardly see. But hopefully we'll be able to hear him. He's approaching the mic now, so we'll have a conversation with him. Are we ready? <clears throat> Let's see if we can hear Coach Elmore here. Coach, can you hear me? I don't have Coach Elmore. Can I? Is that supposed to? He's going to count down to what? <laughs> Coach, you there? All right. Well, I'm not getting a great signal. Coach, just tell us what you thought about the first half and what the plans are for second half. Maybe we picked up some signal there, but I couldn't understand and hear anything he had to say and really would love to hear what he had to say. But as we're getting ready for the second half to kick off, we'll have to see. Uh, Four Payne's got a lot, a lot of experienced defensive coaches. So um, I would have as much confidence in this defensive staff to put a, put a goose egg on the second half as anybody in the country, or at least in this state. And knowing and seeing and watching Coach Elmore over the last eight to nine weeks on his offensive play calling, you got to feel good that if anybody can come from 28 down uh, in a second half, that this team has, has got the ability to do it. Now, whether or not that accomplished, it'll be, i tell you what, if they do it, it's going to be a fun second half. Oh, it, it will be. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to be positive. We're going to think positive. We're going to hope. And let's just see what Jake Barnes and this offense can do and Devin Wells and – uh, Will Green and Daryl Prater and that defense can do and try to get something started in the second half. Clock is running down under a minute left in the halftime. Um, let's do this. Let's take a 30-second break, and we'll come back and set up the second half. This is for Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. We're back, getting ready to set up the second half. As I mentioned earlier, Arab up 14 to nothing on Springville. If that score and that game keeps going the way it is, then um, and Fort Payne's score keeps the way it is, Fort Payne will end up being the three seed in Region 7, Class 6A. 
which would mean they would travel to uh, Briarwood ne- uh, to, in two weeks for the first round of the 6A playoffs. Saw that uh, Thompson's up 21-10 to 10 on Hoover. That's a big 7A matchup. Haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to other scores. Really hoping that Fort Payne can make a comeback in the second half. And uh, they get the ball, so that's good news. Maybe we can put a touchdown on the board and get this thing moving in the right direction. Oxford's going to kick off from our right to our left. Fort Payne sends back Ricky Adame to our left and Skylar Cody deep to return. This kicker has not kicked it past the 20-yard line. Little pooch kicks right and left. Marcus Ledford receiving one, Braden Wooten receiving another. So let's see what he does on this first half or second half kick. Here we go. Second half, let's make some memories. Approaches the ball, kicks a pooch kick to this near side. Marcus Lefford going to receive it at the 23-yard line. He runs left. He gets a block on the edge. Can't break the edge. He's down at the 23-yard line. Four panel start there. You know, it just seems like the plays that Ledford and those guys have made, Dubose have made throughout the year, Oxford's just got a little bit more and is able to bring our guys to the ground. So first and 10, Fort Payne at the 25-yard line. Let's see what this offense can dial up on this first series of the second half. Fort Payne comes in two backs, Ledford and Dubose, twins receivers to this near side, and Sawyer Burt's a tight end on the top side. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose left side. He's running a little sweep. A little bit there, three yards, second down and seven. Fort Payne really, in all honesty, if the defense can do their job and hold in the second half, doesn't have to be in a particular hurry at any point, at least this early in the third quarter. So they can call all of their offensive plays, offensive sets, and hopefully they motivated that offensive line to do a little bit more blocking. Second down and seven. Twins receivers near side. Burt's a tight end on this side. And Connor Cash is single on top side. There's a snap. Looking to this left side, he's going to throw a little. He's got Ledford. That's got to be a flag. It is a flag. Ledford trying to get to the corner. And defensive back, the safety, wouldn't let him by him. And so that's going to be a flag. Fort Payne should pick up a first down there. Ain't nothing wrong with getting a little bit of freebies. No, no, and another thing, too, with this speed that Oxford has, it's nice to see us try to take it deep and maybe throw something underneath, set it up uh, with a deep uh, – some patterns and then throw it underneath because uh, the underneath pass is open. We've got to spread them. They're just too athletic. Yeah. So that's a inter- uh, pass interference call against Oxford. It's going to move the ball out to the 43-yard line. 11 minutes, 13 seconds left in the third quarter. Four paint on his first series of the second half. Got twins top side, single receiver bottom side with birded like an H-back set. Dubose to Barnes' right. There's the snap. Barnes drops back, looks left side. He's got Connor Cash in the flats. Little hitch pattern for about eight yards. Nice pick up there. Soft coverage by that corner, and Connor able to pick up eight yards on first down. And that seems to be our most productive in most teams, uh, just just that quick bang, bang. Uh, too much delay in the backfield, especially us because we're running back into the defense. But a good throw and catch there. Yeah. Second down and two, Fort Payne. Trips receivers near side. Sawyer Bird is a tight end top side. Fakes the handoff. No, he gives the ball to Dubose up the middle. He's going to pick up a first down, down to the 45-yard line. Ten minutes, 40 seconds left in the third quarter. So there's another first down by Fort Payne. Two in this series so far. Moving the ball. We've got to end this one in a touchdown. Really, really need some points on the board. 
All right, Fort Payne comes out in first and ten. Two backs in the backfield, Burt, I mean, excuse me, Dubose and Ledford. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff to Ledford. He's going to drop deep. He's got Sawyer. He's got Connor Cass down there. Comes back underneath and tries to make the play, and it's incomplete. Connor had position. Ball was thrown underneath, and he came back and had a shot at it, but uh, wasn't able to come up with the catch. Second down and 10. Anytime you have somebody over the top, it's hard to throw. Connor with a great uh, uh, attempt at bringing the ball down, but triple coverage, and that's what I'm saying. If we don't get rid of it quick, we're running right back into the coverage, and they're just too quick and athletic. Yeah. Second down and 10, Fort Payne at Oxford's 45-yard line. Hand off to Dubose. Nothing there. Nothing there. All right. Nothing on that run. Going under 10 minutes in the third quarter. Come on, guys. Third down and 10. Fort Payne really needs to pick up a first down here. Here we go. Third and 10, Fort Payne's got twins on top side, twins on bottom side. Aiken's in it running back now. Barnes takes come. the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking left side to Ledford. That was, he was hit that one too. No call. I guess incidental contact on that. It's going to be fourth and 10. Let's see what Coach Elmore decides to do here. Looks like he's going to punt. Mm. Had Ledford, it was going to have to be a great pass to get it to Marcus. But Fort Payne's going to end up punting on this series. McPherson in, Fort Payne huddles. Makes you wonder if this is going to be a fake here. Daryl Prater, this looks like the fake formation, that black punt. It is. Fort Payne's got it. He's got Connor Cash on the left side. He's not going to get the first down. Snapped it to the up back, Prater. He stepped up, slid it between Connor Cash's legs, then tried to let the defense go right with Prater. And they don't bite on it. Fort Payne turns the ball over at the 40-yard line. I guess you got to try everything right now. Yeah. That one didn't work. Nine minutes and 33 seconds left in the third quarter. Fort Payne comes away with that drive with no points. So let's see what Oxford does in this second half, or more importantly, what the Fort Payne defense does to try to stop this Oxford offense. They have stopped them occasionally, but, boy, they've, they've been very potent in this half. Robertson takes a snap, throws a little swing pass out here to Carroll. He's got running room. He's at midfield. He's at the 45, the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. First play of the third quarter for Oxford goes 60 yards on a swing pass. Because Fort Payne was playing man coverage, and he breaks one tackle, and he goes the distance. 34 to nothing, Oxford. 9.19 left in the third quarter. Yeah. Not really much to say on nights like this, is there, Britt? Well, well you, you know, we're in position. We just do not make the play. Yeah. There's the extra point attempt. It is no good. So Oxford leads 34 to nothing. 9.19 left in the third quarter. Let's take a 30-second break. This is for Payne Wildcat football.
Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventories. We've got some great inventories you can choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Really difficult to come up with a narrative for what's going on tonight. Fort Payne uh, played so well for five straight weeks to get to this position, and now uh, early in the third quarter, Fort Payne down 34 to nothing to Oxford. This is where you really get to see what kind of fight your team has um, and see what this offense can do. There's the kick, little pooch kick right side. Adame comes up to the 16-yard line and makes the catch. He's looking for room on this right side. He's got some running room. He's the 35, 40. He's going to go out of bounds at the 44-yard line. Fort Payne will have good field position on this drive. So what we're going to do here in calling this is we're just going to treat it 0-0, zero to zero, and let's see if Fort Payne can just chip away. Because at this point, what you've got to do, I can't go a whole other 45 minutes of just talking crap. We've got to at least make this interesting, Britt. If, if you can, keep reminding me at 0-0. Zero, zero. That's right. We're going to treat it 0-0 zero, zero and just see if this Fort Payne Offense can chip away into this lead, and Fort Payne defense can come up with some stops. Otherwise, this is going to be a miserable rest of the night. So here's the snap. Hand off to Dubose left side. Nothing there. Defensive line, you know, we've talked about for the last five weeks in this run that Fort Payne has had is there as our defensive line has lived in the backfield of the opponent's offensive line, and that is happening to Fort Payne's offense tonight. Uh, Oxford's defensive line, they're just they're breaking through – with what seems like ease, this just a veteran offensive line is not able to get in front of these guys and plow them down. So second and 11, Fort Payne, 839 left in the third quarter. Trips receivers topside, single receiver near side. Dubose in the backfield with Barnes. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws the wide receiver screen to Marcus Ledford, left side. Nothing there. It's going to be third down and 11. You know, with all this region and the way this region has played itself out, Oxford has not looked anything like this in every game they play. This is a team that lost to Southside 35 to 17, and they are they are really dominating Fort Payne tonight. It's very unfortunate. It's one of those things that Fort Payne's just got to keep battling right now. Third down and 12. See what kind of fight this team has. Still got a lot to play for. And work hard. Third down and 12. Barnes in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He drops back. Looking downfield, trying to set. It looks like he's trying to set up a screen. There's nothing there. He's just going to throw it into the ground to Dubose. Tried to set the screen up, and nothing was there. It's going to be fourth down, and I guess Fort Payne's probably going to have to punt. Seven minutes, 51 seconds left. And Fort Payne is just stymied right now. They're not able to get anything working. You know, speed kills. It's uh, <laughs> Speed is the factor in this game. Uh, it's just uh, so athletic defensively. Fort Payne can't get in the clear. Now, like I said, that they can make mistakes, be in the wrong place, and still come up with the tackle, uh, the deflection. Oh, my goodness. You're not going to believe this. McPherson actually went to a knee to field that, and it's going to be Oxford ball at Fort Payne 29-yard line. Beautiful kick, but the ball was rolled back to him, and he had to go down to get it. And when he went down, he took a knee, and the official called it. It's going to be Oxford ball at the Fort Payne 29-yard line. So what was bad is getting worse now for Fort Payne in the third quarter. Down 34 to nothing, ball deep in your own territory. Here comes Oxford offense, 744 left in the third quarter. 
But we're going to stay positive. Still 0-0, Britt. We're going to keep positive. Fort Payne's got to fight here. We've got twins receivers to this near side. We've got an H-back and a tight end on the top side. And Thomas in the backfield with Robertson. Takes the snap, hands to Thomas up the middle. Breaks a couple tackles, breaks about three or four tackles. Then he's gang tackled by Fort Payne. But he picks up four yards on first down. You know, whereas Fort Payne was tackling guys in the backfield, and they're in the backfield. They're just not making the tackles right now. It's going to be second and six, Oxford, from the Fort Payne 26-yard line. Second and seven. Same formation, Oxford Twins receivers this near side. Got a tight end and an H-back on the top side. Thomas in the backfield with Robertson. Tries to get Fort Payne to, snap, to jump, and Aikens obliges. Fort Payne jumps, going to put Oxford in the second and two. So, uh, man, really looks like a different Fort Payne team tonight than we've seen in the last five weeks. And you hate that for these kids who have worked so hard to get to this position, and it's just, just got to keep fighting, guys. Got to keep fighting. Second down and two. 7-12 left in the third quarter. Oxford on Fort Payne's 21-yard line. Oxford shifts the tight end and the H-back to this near side. Robertson takes the snap, gives the ball to Thomas this left side. He's got some running room. Yeah, there's there's a, a flag. Is that a holding? Yep. So that will come back. 33. Holding on 33, James Tapley. He's a freshman. Man. I hate, hate to see what tonight looked like if they didn't have those eleven I was transfers. Say we're playing the, yeah, I was gonna say we're playing the junior high team offensively. If they not, what'd you say? We've got four. There's three. Grade. There's three freshmen on the offense right now. The guy who held number two, and the guard number sixty. Twenty three is a freshman. Yeah, twenty three. I don't think he's come back in the game no, after he got no, hit. He got, yeah. He's a freshman. He ran the long one in the first half, correct? Yep, that second touchdown was his. It broke broke three tackles. If they tackle him in the backfield, I mean, you just yeah, small plays like yeah. that, you don't know what's going to happen. We have him in the backfield, and you can turn the ball over. So, second and 12, Oxford at the four-point 31-yard line. Robertson takes a snap, fakes the handoff. He's running right side. Boy, he's quick. Only gets about two yards. Nice tackle on the play. Yeah, they've got one, two, three, four sophomores on offense. Including the running back that's in there right now. It's going to be third down and 10, Oxford. 6.22 left in the third. Four Payne down, 34 to nothing. Four Payne's playing a, like a man zero coverage. Well, a one high safety coverage with a man, man coverage. Robertson takes the snap, runs the speed sweep to Carroll on the right side. He's going to be hopefully another holding call. He's trying to run back across the field. He's avoiding tacklers. He's still on his feet and picks up three yards. That play took a long time to get three yards. I was tired after that run. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know if Carroll knows this, but that's going to be for nothing because it's going to be a flag on the play holding. It'll be third down and 20. Hmm. Struggling tackling guys, and it's uh, just a rough night for Fort Payne. You gotta ha you have those nights occasionally, and uh, just hate to see it on a night like tonight.
Got another flag here. I don't know what the, I didn't see this flag. So let's see what this one is. Yes, I don't know what this flag was down here. But they called the holding penalty, so it's going to be third down and 23 for Oxford. 5.56 left in the third quarter. Four paint down, 34 to nothing. So, really need this stop. Can't get a third down and 24, guys. 23. Oxford's getting the play from the sideline. I would imagine some kind of wide receiver screen or a quarterback draw. A little slip screen. Oxford drops out. They're just going to throw it up. Throwing it downfield to number 10, Kobe King there in coverage. Did he make the catch? He did. Nice interception by Kobe King. Picked off in the end zone. So uh, Fort Payne makes something positive out of that. That was a really nice play by Kobe to get over there and help out. So Fort Payne will pick it up at the 20-yard line. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing, LLC. Your Pete the Cat headquarters is the perfect place to find or create something special for Christmas this year. Amy can help you personalize your gifts with her laser engraver. Everything from ornaments to cutting boards. And for your kids, there's Melissa and Doug and Pete the Cat, located in historic Fort, downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Fort Payne and Twins receivers topside. Sorry, Burrow on this bottom side. Ledford in the backfield with Dubose. Fort Payne tried to hard count. Oxford did not bite. Dubose on a sweep left side. Got running room. Picks up five, six, seven, eight yards on first down. Nice run on first down for Gaden Dubose. Second and two, Fort Payne. Five minutes left in the third quarter. Fort Payne down 34 to nothing. All right, they've got two splits and two uh, wingbacks. Dubose in a pistol formation behind Barnes. Takes the snap. Barnes drops back. Looks down the middle of the field for Connor Cash. He just overthrows him. Not sure that Connor really had a step on Carroll on that, but uh, didn't really give him a chance to catch that one. So it's third down and two. Four pain, but I think you've still got to try to bite off some of these big yeah, chunk plays yeah, and see what I you agree. can do. If nothing else, it's wearing out. I mean, a lot of this secondary is offensive starters for, for uh, Oxford. 13 is the guy who ran that whole long play for three yards, and he had to cover Connor on that play. Now he's getting a blow here. This time Barnes under center. Adame out here on this right side, this near side. Connor Cashin. Quick speed sweep motion. Gives it to Connor. He does get the corner. He picks up a first down to 40, 45 yard line. Going to be a first down for Payne. Nice pickup by Connor Cash on the speed sweep. Four Payne gets another first down. 438 left in the third quarter. Let's see if Four Payne can uh, make a little bit of noise in this second half. Arab up 24 to nothing on Springville. So if everything holds the way it is now, Fort Payne's going to end up being the three seed going into the first round of the 6A state playoffs. Fort Payne got twin receivers topside, twin receivers near side, first and ten. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff to Dubose, rolls left side, looking for Burt, and he gets it tipped at the line of scrimmage and incomplete. It'll be second and ten. 
Just nothing there. Nothing. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's too much time. It's just too much time. Uh, Got to get rid of it. Yeah, nothing Figure out really. A way. Nothing really working, and and you know you have to credit that Oxford defense. Yeah, they they've played pretty. They played lights out. I mean, yeah, they're they, blanking they a four paint team that's scoring around twenty eight points a game, and they've got none on the board tonight. Second and ten, Fort Payne. They're on 44-yard line. Barnes takes the snap. Hands off to Dubose up the middle. Got, finds a little bit of a gap. Picks up about four yards. It's going to be third and six. Third down and six, Fort Payne, nearing midfield. 4.15 left in the third quarter. Well, these nights can be frustrating, can't they? Just nothing going right for Fort Payne. Third down and six. Trips receivers topside. Got Sawyer Bird is tied in on this near side. Let's see what Fort Payne can do on this play. Drops back. Throws across the middle. It's picked off. Picked off near midfield. It looked like uh, Barnes expected Ledford to come across the middle in like a dig pattern. And Marcus just checked up and... Uh, there was an Oxford Yellow Jacket standing there waiting on it, and Oxford picks it off near midfield, first and 10 Oxford. So nothing on that series, 348 left in the third quarter. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florists and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts, gourmet baskets, and fuzzy socks, and other stocking stuffer items. It's easy for you to say. Don't forget their Auburn and Alabama party wear located in Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. All right, guys. Need a stop defense. You got one last time. Let's get another one this time. Just got to keep playing hard. Robertson takes the snap, hands to Thomas up the middle. No, he faked the handoff. Throws out to this left side to 18. And they are just getting more yards than they should be able to get. Poor Payne is, is running and attacking the ball, but they just cannot get there. And 18 for Oxford, which is not even in their starting lineup, is... Not on my sheet. It's Jaden Dobbins, freshman. My goodness. These are freshmen. A lot of them. Was there a flag on the play? There's not one on the field, but it looks like there was one called. Well, they get four pain for a targeting. I didn't, did they give a number on that? I didn't think they did. No. I don't think they give numbers in high school. So, First and 10 Oxford at the four pain 30-yard line, 340 left in the third quarter. This is not going four pain's way tonight. Robertson in shotgun formation. He's got Thomas to his left and a little bit behind him. H back to his left and tight end to his left. Takes the snap, hands off to Thomas up the middle. Picks up about four yards on first down. It's going to be second and six. Yeah, if he can keep this ninth grade class together here at Oxford, they are going to be something to ten. My goodness, yeah, there's a lot of talent out there. And they have they have dominated four pain. For the most part all night. Four pain has had a couple of good series. Offensively and defensively, they held them a few times, but by and large, Oxford's been able to do whatever they wanted to. 
and picking up chunk plays. There's the snap. Robertson takes the standoff mm. up the middle. Wide open hole. Thomas down to the 20-yard line. Very close to another Oxford first down. Maybe a little. He's a little bit short on the first down. 2.30 left in the third quarter. Wow. Four paint on the receiving end of this one tonight. Not much positive you can say about it other than it's just another experience in high school football that teaches you lessons about life. And you got to keep fighting. This is the point at which you've got to keep fighting. You're down 34 to nothing. You just got to keep wrestling with it. Very short, third and short. Robertson under center is going to run a quarterback sneak, and he picks up the first down. First and 10, Oxford inside Fort Payne 20-yard line. Let me tell you about Patterson's Music and Jewelry. At least get our sponsors in. You can lay away for Christmas right now for you music lovers, Ketma, Alvarez, and PV Guitars, sound equipment and accessories. Check out their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean. Dan and Marie can also service your watch, change out the battery, or have it re uh, repaired. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne, you're listening to this live on FPTV. 146 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne down, 34 to nothing. At, on the road at Oxford. Oxford driving again. This Oxford offense is just taking it to Fort Payne right now. There's a snap. Overthrows Carroll. He has a touchdown. Fakes the handoff. I don't know. That looked another like another one of those RPOs. Passes incomplete. Second down and ten. Second and ten. Oxford at the Fort Payne 19-yard line. They come in a trips formation topside, single tight end to this near side. There's the snap, handoff up the middle. That's number nine. That's not five. That's not Thomas. Let me, you might guess another freshman. No, that's a senior. That's a linebacker senior, Nick Merriweather, at running back for Oxford now. So Oxford picks up five yards on second down, and now it's third and five. Man, they're getting some chunk plays. They're you know, and again, this Fort Payne defense has been on the field a lot. Very, yeah. I mean. Going under a minute left in the third quarter, Oxford looks like they're going to just slow the game down here. Not in a big, big hurry to get plays called. Going under a minute left in the third. Robertson takes the snap. Hands off to Merriweather up the middle. He gets close to a first down. It's going to be fourth and maybe two. And if Oxford wants, that should take us to the end of the third quarter. They bring Thomas back in at running back. Merriweather out. It'll be fourth and two. And they are going to – it looks like they're running a heavy set in. Running extra linemen. So they're going to have, they're going to have nine down on the line of scrimmage. Wow. How do you play against this? That's a big defense right there. Good night. Handoff up the middle, pick up the first down, Oxford. Inside the 10-yard line, we're going to go to the fourth quarter with Oxford inside Fort Payne's 10-yard line. First and goal when we start the fourth quarter. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. 
Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. About to start the fourth quarter. Oxford first and goal. So, y'all, as you guys know, this is my first season to call the radio for an FPTV for Fort Payne. So, this is my first 34 to nothing, and uh, I ain't got a whole lot to say. It's tough. It's really tough. Oxford has got a very interesting set here. They've got nine linemen down. Run it up the middle. Thomas is breaking towards the end zone. He stays in. He stays up. Touchdown, Oxford. 40 to nothing. 11:50 left in the ball game. Oxford goes up 40 to nothing. Man, just a tough night for Fort Payne. If you play football long enough, you have these experiences, and it's not much you can say. Fort Payne's just going to have to regroup. Got North Jackson at home next week. And then start the playoffs. There's a snap, hold, and kick. It's away, and it is good. 11.50 left in the ballgame. Fort Payne down 41 to nothing. We're going to take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Um, 11.50 left in the ball game. Oxford up 41 to nothing. Arab up 24 to nothing on Springville in the fourth quarter. So as things lay out here, um, Oxford will end up winning the region with this victory tonight. Kickoff by Oxford. Real short kick. That's going out of bounds. It's four paint will get it at the 35-yard line. Oh, me. So we're going to have to uh, fill the broadcast waves with uh, something tonight, Britt. Four paint will be at the 35-yard line. Really like to see the offense put together a series and score, put something on the board just to take something positive into next week and into the playoffs. All starters in for Fort Payne. Just one of those nights. Barnes takes the snap, drops back. Looks down the seam to Ledford. Ledford tries to come back underneath, can't make a play, and it's going to be second and ten. Coach Elmore just pulling all plays out of the playbook, trying to make something happen. 
get something positive working. Didn't see this one coming. Did not expect to be a 41-0 beatdown in the fourth quarter. Caden Dubos, right side, looking for running room, picks up about three yards. Going to be third down and seven. Eleven fifteen left. Clock's ticking in the fourth quarter. Third and seven for Payne. Barnes takes the snap, drops back. Looks left side for a wide receiver screen. It's broken up. Oxford is just all over everything right now. Can't get anything deep, can't get anything short. It's going to be fourth and seven. Four Payne's going to punt. Whew. That's a tough one. Try to get some updates for games from around the state. There's the snap. McPherson takes the kick. That's a long, booming drive down to the 14, 10-yard line. Fumbled there. Fort Payne is going to recover it at the 10-yard line. So there's a play. Caden Kilgore recovers a fumble, a muffed punt return by uh, Dobbins. Dobbins tried to, tried to get it off a of bounce and can't make the play, and Fort Payne's going to have the ball at the Oxford 10-yard line. So so there's something. Maybe Fort Payne can great stick punt. it in the end zone. It was a great punt. Yeah, it was 50, 60 yards in the air. Dobbins tried to recover it, tried to catch it off the bounce, bobbled it, and Caden Kilgore picked it up. So Fort Payne set up at the 10-yard line. This is a first and goal. See if we can get some points on the board. Barnes takes the snap. Hands to Dubos. Left side. Trying to find running room. He's going to pick up maybe two. A yard and a half. 10.30 left in the ball game. Four Payne looks like they're going to go to their heavy set. Prater comes in. Akins comes in. Bennett Blanks comes in. This is going to be the goal line package. Four Payne's going to try to move some bodies up front, which they've not been able to do much of the night. Carter Tinker is trying to find his spot. He's on the right side. This is the wing T formation, so we should see a sweep this near side. That's what we do see. And once again, Oxford's all over it. Maybe picked up a yard. It's going to be third down and goal. What is it? That must be really tough to block because we've got, if you'll see the, the white jerseys on the backside, it doesn't take 1,001, and they're, they're behind us. Just super athletic team. Yeah. Uh, this defense is. Hey, Fort Payne is running to a buzzsaw tonight. I'd have never dreamed they were as good as they are. As talented no, not, not watching, you know, watching games. They've not shown this, uh, at least at this level. Maybe they're just peaking them. at the right time. So third and goal. Fort Payne gives the ball to Prater up the middle. He gets down to the four-yard line. I think Fort Payne's probably going to go for this. Maybe just try to give Darrell the ball again. This time Ledford comes in. He, he brings out uh, Carter Tinker comes out. 
So we'll see what we have here. Actually to the four-yard line. I thought he got a little further than that. Going under nine minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne in its goal line package trying to get some kind of points on the board. They're going to go back out in their spread set. Twins receivers on both sides. Akins is actually out in the field on the top side. Takes the snap. Barnes drops back. Throws to, Mark, uh, to Sawyer Burt. Touchdown. Fort Payne touchdown. Eight minutes and 41 seconds left in the ball game, and Fort Payne's finally on the board. Si score six points to Sawyer Burt on a fourth down play. 41-6, Oxford. Nice play call. Sawyer got position on the safety and scores the touchdown. So there goes the shutout. Here's the extra point attempt by McPherson. There's the snap, hold and kick. Kick is good. So with eight minutes, 41 seconds left in the ball game, Fort Payne gets on the board. It's 41, Oxford 41, Fort Payne seven. Let's take a 30 second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. We're back looking at scores around the state. Uh, Thompson up 21 to 10 over Hoover. I'm reading a note here on a website that Connor Harrell, Thompson quarterback, did not return to the second half. And they're trying to figure out what's going on there. Homewood leading Briarwood 10 to 7. That's a bit of an upset. I don't know that it affects anything in the region. Here's the kickoff by McPherson. It is deep, and I think that's going to split the uh, close to splitting the uprights. Oxford will start on their own 20-yard line. Let's see if Oxford stays with their ones right now. <clears throat> Looks like they're going to go with a couple of twos. I don't see four doesn't look like he's back in. Starting quarterback Robertson. Don't forget after the game, Chris and Gina Durr will have scores and updates on WZOB from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock tonight. That's 100.9 FM. 12.50 a.m. Uh, scores and updates around the state. I'll call in at 10.45 and talk about this game, which there's not much to talk about. And uh, so y'all join them. It's the American Crawlspace LLC scoreboard report. American Crawlspace LLC scoreboard re report with Chris and Gina Durr tonight on WZOB, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Nothing doing for Oxford on the first play of this, uh, of this new series. They got a new quarterback in, number 14. You want to bet he's a freshman? He's sixth grader. <laughs> sixth grader. <laughs> he's a tenth grader. Uh, Kamari McClellan, tenth grader, 6'3", 180 pounds. Uh, backup quarterback for Oxford. Got a lot of their twos in, it looks like. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, that looks like their entire two set there. That 22 at tailback. Yeah. Hadn't seen the little freshman that scored that long touchdown run. I think he got knocked out of the game. Fort Payne still with their ones on defense. There's a flag. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, Devin letting it 
I think just some frustration there, and I, I get it, but you can't do that. Devin picked up and body slammed the running back, and they're going to give him with a personal foul. you got to learn to have your composure here. This is a tough one. Really tough one for Fort Payne. Fort Payne going to start playing a few of their twos. I see Will uh, Patton coming in in replacement of Heisman Brown. We give Oxford a first down on that personal foul, unnecessary roughness. And Fort Payne's going to start pulling their ones as well. Seven forty-six left in the ball game, and Fort Payne's going to start pulling some of their ones as well, getting some two some action in this forty-one to seven ball game. Not much to talk about. Fort Payne really struggled both offensively and defensively, and to, to Oxford's credit, it never really got, never really was close. So. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas here in Oxford, Alabama, Oxford Stadium. Four paint down, 41-7 to Oxford. Give up the middle to running back 22. Maybe picks up two yards. It'll be second down and eight. Really a lot of high hopes in this game coming into it that Fort Payne uh, – could secure a two seed and host a, a playoff game, but that's not going to happen. Fort Payne will be the three seed from Region 7. And will likely travel to Briarwood for the first round of the playoffs in two weeks. Fort Payne now subbing in a considerable amount of their uh, second team. Clock going under six and a half minutes left in this ball game. Second down and eight. Running back 22, give up the middle. Picks up about five yards. It's going to be third down and about three for Oxford. See Caleb Stiefel, Diego Gallegos, Cole Blaylock, Patrick Sherrill. A lot of twos going in. Will Patton. Um, Dawson Williams. Bennett Blank's still in there. Third and three, Oxford at their own 39-yard uh, line. Just went under six minutes left in the ball game. 22 running back up the middle. No gain there. It's going to be fourth down. So, nice play by the defensive front there. Silas Homer in there. There's a flag on the field. Let's see what this call is. Well, they're trying to decide what this plague is. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Not Your Mama's Deli is now open for lunch at 1130, Wednesday through Saturday. People rave about their Reuben, BLT, Philly cheese, and, Philly cheese and chicken salad sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, and more. Made it with only the fresh ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game, you're getting this live on FPTV. So here's the call. 
Personal foul. I guess that was on Hayden Harrell, it looked like. And he's ejected from the ball game. That'll pick up a first down. Coach Elmore doesn't look to be incredibly happy about that call. You know, it's unfortunate, but you know, if, if we if we make a list of ten things not to do, to keep from getting beat, we've probably done nine of them. Yeah, it's yeah. just penalties, turnovers, discipline penalty, you controlling know, just, the line of scrimmage, yeah, yeah. being able to run the ball, everything we've discussed that Fort Payne has done really well for the last five weeks. It's just imploded tonight, and unfortunately, you end up at spots like that occasionally. So. But Fort Payne's going to have to regroup and get their mind cleared from this one because they've got uh, North Jackson next week, and then they begin the playoff hunt the following week. Coach Elmore trying to get an explanation from the White Hat. I'm not sure what the discussion's about there. You know, I have seen Oxford doing a little bit of jawing too, so I know this is not exactly one-sided, but I'm. it's, it's not on the officials. I'm not giving – making this sound in any way like that. But Fort Payne is the only one being tagged with these personal fouls and these yeah, late hits. They've gotten right. two targeted calls. They've gotten two personal fouls. They've gotten two unsportsmanlike conducts, conducts, and Oxford has had none. So if you think Oxford hasn't done anything to warrant a penalty like that, I think that's probably a little naive as well. But that's the first time I mention it. That's the last time I'll mention it. I'm not a homer. Five minutes, 15 seconds left in the ball game. Second and nine. Oxford inside Fort Payne territory. They're subbing in some twos here and maybe threes. And let's see if this Fort Payne defense, this two defense can do something here to hold off this Oxford offense. Forty-two running back left side, nothing there. Nice play on there, and he fumbled the ball. Who was that corner that made that play? Is that a linebacker? Fumbles the ball on the play, and it's picked up by Fort Payne. So Fort Payne gets a turnover. I'm trying to see who that number is. That's Diego Gagas. Calls the fumble, come up, Good made play. the hit, calls the fumble, and Fort Payne recovers. I would think we're going to see a little bit of Fort Payne's twos with Dax Varnador leading them. So we will see. I'm getting some information that maybe it won't be traveling to Briarwood if Homewood upsets them. So I don't know exactly what that means. Just have to look at those playoffs. Before Payne will be on the road, nonetheless, doesn't make much difference. Mm -mm. And I think with Briarwood and Homewood, you're probably going to end up seeing about the same kind of football yeah, team. Yeah. Just Briarwood's probably another 20 minutes down the road from Homewood.
Hey, shout out to uh, Eric McCurdy. He he was one of the players from the 1981 team. He was that's the first uh, team that played in our stadium at Fort Payne, Eric Statesboro, Georgia. He's been yeah. I've been helping Steve for 14, 15 years. Eric, Eric's a uh, dedicated follower of Fort Payne Wildcat football. A former player. Shout yeah. out, shout out to him tonight. Yeah. I know he's listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Eric. I know yeah. you followed us. Well, Eric's followed us since he's left Fort Payne and. Uh, <laughs> So there's a, a little out route to Carter Tinker from uh, Dax Varnador. Nice, nice pass. It'll be third down and six. Briarwood has now taken the lead on Homewood, so that, that doesn't really make a much difference now. There's a passing catch to Brandon Oliver. That's really close. Come on, ref. Give us a little bit of love right there. I think he's going to give him the first down. Yep, he does. Talking about North Jackson. Now, you, you had some good games, North Ooh. Jackson. That's oh my goodness. That's North I don't Jackson want to talk used about those. to be a yeah. We wow. beat them their first year. They they came wow. into five A, my junior year, no sophomore year, and we played them at Fort Payne. Wow, Philip Lolly. Philip Lolly was the head yes, coach there. There's some talent over there. Joining Bridgeport and Stevenson. Yes. Uh, Barnador throws this right side to this left side to Brandon Wooten, Braden Wooten, incomplete. They're not going to give him the flag on that, and then. Uh, we beat them the first year, and the second year, my goodness, it was about a three or four, Coach Elmore could tell you, four or five overtime game, 49-48 game. At North Jackson, they beat us, and then my senior year, they really whooped us at home. And uh, they're now down to 4A. Uh, haven't had a really great year, but um, – you never can count them out. Barnador drops back on second down and 10. He's going to – looks like he's going to try to run. No, he throws across the middle. Ooh. Tried to complete it to number 80, Connor Kinsley. That's a pretty good throw there. It was. Across his body to the middle of the field. Not sure that you really want to throw across your body to the middle of the field if you're a quarterback coach. But had a lot of, uh, had a lot of action on that ball. It's going to be third down and 10, Fort Payne at the Oxford 39-yard line. 2.47 left in the game. As we mentioned earlier, that scenario with Briarwood and Homewood may be moved anyway. Briarwood's now taking the lead over Homewood, 21 to 10. Thanks, Zane. Barnador drops back, throws to the sideline. Nice pass and nice catch by Skylar Cody. Seeing a little bit of the future of Fort Payne football. Nice pickup, nice pass by Dax Varnador. Going down to under 230 left in the game. Fort Payne down 41 to 7. For those of you staying with us, we know that you're true Fort Payne fans trying to see some of these younger kids play, which is good. This is good to see here. We've got some good talent coming up. Fort Payne's just got to keep battling here. Varnador's just going to take it. He's going to run left side. I don't know if it, that was a call player. He just saw that. Down to the 20-yard line. Picks up eight yards on first down. <laughs> Boy, Dax is intense. You see him running. He is sprinting to the sideline to get the play call, and he's sprinting back to the huddle. Running around crazy. I don't know if that was a. I don't know if that was intended to be that, or if it was a read, and he just saw that open, and took it. But he picked up eight yards on first down, second down, and one long one, maybe two. Four Payne has a. Barnador rolls right side. There's got, what you want. There he goes. There's Brandon Oliver in the back corner of the end zone for the Fort Payne touchdown. 
Dax Varnador to Brandon Oliver makes the score 41 to 13 with one minute and 39 seconds left in the game. Nice catch. Nice pass. So I know Brandon's parents are happy with that, even though it's a not really what you wanted in the ball game. Gets the touchdown nonetheless. One minute, 39 seconds left. Oxford 41, Fort Payne 13. Connor Hughes now going to attempt the extra point for Fort Payne. All the twos in, they're going to give him a chance to make an extra point. There's the snap. There's the hole. There's the kick. It's blocked. Low snap, barely got it on the tee, and uh, Connor really didn't have much time to, to kick that ball. So with one minute, 39 seconds left, the score of Oxford 41, four pain 13. Let's take a 30-second break. This is four pain Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. One minute, 39 seconds left in the ball game. Four pain trailing Oxford, 41 to 13. And uh, with this win combined with an ARAB win tonight over Springville, Oxford will be the region champ. ARAB will be the two seed. Four pain will be the three seed. Southside will be the four seed. There's the kick by McPherson. It goes and hits the crossbar. And uh, that'll be a touchback. So I would imagine Oxford just going to run the clock out here. We're not going to be able to talk to Coach Elmore. The signal to get that uh, wireless mic all the way across this field is too far. Plus, I'm not sure that uh, he really has interest in discussing this game tonight. We'll talk about it next week. Try to set up our playoff scenarios and what Fort Payne needs to do on this next and last ten, uh, the tenth week of the season game against uh, North Jackson and then setting up for playoffs. I'm just not used to this. I don't. I don't. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> Try to fill the space with some words, and it just nothing comes to you. Just Fort Payne just wasn't wasn't ready tonight. I don't know if they were. I know they were prepared. Just sometimes you come out flat, and sometimes these games happen this way. And uh, you play enough football, you're going to end up in a game like this. Yeah, Oxford set the tone early, and Oxford's a very talented team, and they've gotten comfortable. And Fort Payne's gotten uncomfortable, and it's, it's, it's made a world of difference in this game. Yeah. So much more to talk about when you're dominating and when you're having fun and everybody's scoring and you can kind of relax and enjoy the game. It's uh, I don't really feel like talking much when we're just getting it handed to us. Vonador a really good job on that play action. I like yeah. seeing us be able to get outside. That gives us another weapon out on the outside and a good throw and catch. It's good for those young guys to get yeah, in there. Yeah, get some game experience. Second and ten, or second and eight, uh, Oxford. Host of tacklers there, Dawson Williams, Caleb Stiefel, Cole Blaylock. Uh, who is that, 30, 37? That's uh, Aiden Smith. So good to see some of these younger kids and uh, some of these seniors that don't get to play a whole lot getting a little bit of action, a little bit of reward for what they've done to, to help Fort Payne get to where it is. Under 25 seconds left in the game. This will be the last play. 
There it is. There's the last tackle clock running under uh, 13 seconds. This one's going to go in the book. So Fort Payne will finish the three seed in Region 7, Class 6A. Oxford will be the region champion. Uh, to their credit, they just dominated start to finish. Fort Payne really, quite frankly, was never in the ball game. And uh, there it is. Final score, Oxford 41, Fort Payne 13. We're going to come back. We're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back. <laughs> Not much to analyze about this game. We'll thank our sponsors and uh, – won't be able to talk to Coach Elmore, but we're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White. I'm here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and look, check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands and a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. We're back at Oxford Stadium, Oxford, Alabama. Fort Payne goes down 41 to 13 to the Oxford Yellow Jackets. Oxford wins the region tonight with their victory on a last-second field goal a couple weeks ago against ARAB. And uh, ARAB will be the two-seed. Fort Payne will be the three-seed. Southside will be the four-seed when the playoffs start in two weeks. Um, well, Britt, I, there's not much to analyze. Fort Payne really, quite frankly, was never in the ballgame from the start. At that, after that first uh, scoop and score on Fort Payne's first offensive series, uh, and Oxford just kind of took control of the ballgame, and Fort Payne didn't control either line of scrimmage. Really had a, a couple of series that made some first downs, made some big chunk plays. Caden Dubos looked like he had a break and maybe could have scored a touchdown. Any one of those, really, if they tackle the freshman running back in the backfield, if if uh, Barnes doesn't – I mean, the things that have fallen Fort Payne's way did not fall their way. They all went against them tonight, including the penalties, and they just never could uh, recover from those things. So, Fort Payne goes down 41-13 to tonight in Oxford. Yeah, the rug just pulled out from underneath us. And, and like I said, it, it was Oxford's night. And, and you have these nights. And uh, is Oxford 30 points better than Fort Payne? I don't know. But tonight they were. Yeah. Uh, they were they, – they, 
hit on all cylinders. Fort Payne uh, uh, couldn't get the brakes, as you said, and you've got to have that. You've got to have a little bit of luck. You've got to have a little bit of skill. We, it was Oxford's night. It's uh, tough luck for Fort Payne. They've been been on top of the world these last several weeks playing yeah. ball, and, 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 and you hit it on the button. I, you know, I'm glad we're not betting, man, because we probably would have lost some money tonight. I, I thought it would have been a better game. Yeah. Uh, not taking anything from anybody. It's just uh, Oxford set the tone and stayed with it. Yeah, really, really was hoping that it would be a closer game. So let's clo- let's start to wrap this thing up. Let me thank our, uh, our sponsors tonight. Uh, Wildcat football sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeCab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Cole Surgical Arts. Let me pause here. I want to thank Dr. Cole. My son had an an emergency appendectomy this week, and Dr. Cole did that surgery. Thank you. He is doing well. First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Cross Base LLC, Not Your Mama's Deli, Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing LLC. You know, I remember, Britt, my senior year, having that last game. We played Southside the last game of my senior year, knowing, and we'd lost the week before to Etowah, and we weren't in the playoffs. We knew that 10th game was it. The good news for Fort Payne is next week is not it. They're going to have a playoff game. There's usually 64 teams uh, in 6A division. Each division has about 64 teams, and half of those make the playoffs. The other half don't. Four pains in the playoffs. That's a positive on a year that started 0-3. And, and so you have to look to the positives now. You've got to go back. You've got to lick your wounds. You've got to go look at the tape and get brutally honest about who you are and where you want to be. Four Paints still has a playoff game uh, on the road in two weeks. They've got North Jackson next week. You better not overlook that team. And then uh, we look forward to seeing what happens in the future. And so all you can do as a football coach and as a staff and as a program as, as an overall is uh, keep moving forward, keep fighting. You can't ever quit. That's the whole nature of football. That's what's so valuable to it, to kids, to learn how to keep fighting when you want to quit. And you know that these Fort Payne kids are tough. They're not going to stop fighting. And so um, anyway, we're going to wrap things up now. That's it for us. I want to thank everybody at WZOB, Steve and Holly and Jamie, you guys that set everything up. I want to thank all the kids in Steve Black's FPTV program. You guys did a phenomenal job tonight. We're so grateful for everything that you did. You made Britt and I's job very easy. Britt, I want to thank you for coming down um, and taking this butt whipping with me. So uh, at least Enjoy, I wasn't alone. enjoyed being here. And, you know, and like you said, behind the scenes, these kids, uh, FPTV work really hard, WZOB. A lot of, so much goes into this. We've got the easy part. Yep, and very easy for, for what we do, get on here and talking. Although it wasn't real easy tonight. Getting, uh, getting it handed to you. So we're going to pack everything up, head 21 to 431 to 59 North, lick our wounds, get back next week at it with North Jackson at home. For those of you listening tonight, be a really good idea for you guys to come out to the game to Wildcat Stadium next week as Fort Payne takes on North Jackson. Show your support for this Wildcat football team. Uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. For, Brian, uh, for Britt Haas, I'm Brian Northcutt. We want to thank you guys for your time tonight. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football.